for the moment that you've all been waiting for. From the land of the rising sun to just north of the border, strong style meets street style right here on this podcast because you're listening to the Osaka Saint, the Saitama Superstar, the Mad Titan of Tokyo, the American Kaiju. It double your pleasure, double your fun, because right now you get two Hogsman for the price of one. He's the hombre with no nombre. Mi hermano from another mamo. He's the world's greatest Rudo. El numero uno. That's right. You're listening to two of the three Hogsmen. Big Duke. He couldn't make it this time. He said he's going to be here next week. But it is uh, Monday night, July 20th. We are coming to you live from Casa de Camden. The Kaiju, El Numero Uno, the Hogsman, Devin Sparks. What's new? What's happening? What's new? What's happening? Well, uh, was coronavirus shutting down California last time, or did we just get news on that? It's been shutting down coronavirus. Coronavirus has been shutting down California for the past, uh, what are we on? Like, I don't know. Half a year now. Hey, what do you think the city of Corona is doing right now? You think they're uh, they're in the middle of renaming? Do you think they're doing like a like a party every day of the week, like a you know going down the street doing a big old parade, drinking Coronas, Corona parade, drinking Coronas? Probably, maybe. It makes sense. Go check it out. Mm, Go check it out. But uh, yeah, man, what's new? What's happening? What's going on? Any any any. Anything happen over the weekend? Dude, you know what hasn't happened? I haven't received my pro wrestling tees, uh, t-shirts yet. That Takes I a little bit of time. I Takes bought them on July 4th. Dude, th- these, so these are the first shirts that I've ever purchased from them. Mm-hmm. I think I I thought I bought some from there before, but I think I, I guess I must have bought it from somewhere else. I know that there was a big sale on July 4th, so that's probably part of the reason. But where the hell are my shirts? Uh, well, they give you a little disclaimer saying it could take longer due to COVID-19. Do you believe that, though? Uh, Do you yeah. believe that COVID is attacking my shirts in the mail and they have to fend it off so that it's just taking a while longer? I mean, I, I don't know the logistics part. Armed of guards for every shirt that goes out? You are the guy that thought they were boarded up and weren't They were boarded working. up. They did. They did board up. They posted yeah. pictures online and all that. That's a good excuse not to uh, join in with I your, did support you, you and Big Duke. Man. And by the way, Big Duke hasn't supported me. I mean, uh, where, was, where was he the other night when I was feeling really let down by a movie that I watched? I mean, he, he could have texted me. He should have had been in, like you know empathetic to that. Texted me the next morning. Hey, buddy, how you feeling? I know you were looking forward to seeing that movie, and it was kind of a shitty movie. What movie is this? Uh, have you seen Birds of Prey? Oh yeah, yeah, it's whatever. That movie was dog shit. I was yeah. hoping that movie would be good. I'm a DC fan. I like all the DC. I like Zack Snyder. I guess a lot of people hate Zack Snyder, but I was really into the DC universe. Mm-hmm. I liked Ben Affleck as Batman, and so. I was like, all right, well, they're, they're trying to start over again. Birds of Prey is on, you know, like the new slate of films. And I think they were going for like a Deadpool vibe. And it turned out to like a, a Batman and Robin vibe. Like the one with the, uh, yeah. what's uh, his was name? It Clooney? Mr. Freeze and all that. Yes. Cool it was, party. dude, they did it. They did a fight that was um, in like a trampoline park. It was like. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. I remember that. On rollerblades, I think. Yeah. Which is similar to them fighting. Uh, Mr. Freeze and his ice hockey goons. Yeah, the uh, the Suicide Squad movie and the Birds of what is it? Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. They were both kind of let downs. I think Margot Robbie is a, is a great. She's she's great for that part, 
but unfortunately the uh, the scripts are just it's just not living up. I liked uh, Suicide Squad up until they fought the putties. I thought that was pretty shitty. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking. I, I hated that movie the entire time. <laughs> no, dude, it. the beginning when it showed everyone's origin story, I thought that was awesome. Eh, they rushed it. They rushed. Well, it. they rushed. Yeah, they got to the they got to the main city. They're like, all right, Suicide Squad, it's time for you to fight the bad guys. And like, who are they? They're like, they're the generic putty people that disintegrate when you hit them in the yeah. right spot. Yeah, yeah, you're correct on that. Correct on that. But anyways, enough of the movie reviews. Um, hey man. Hey. You want to know where I was yesterday? Where were you yesterday? I was in San Diego. Okay. Uh, I was at a house of a former WWE champion, multi 16 time champion. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. What were you doing? So, uh, my buddy that I've told you, right? He's friends with John Cena. Yep. He uh, he hits he he hits up my wife and I, uh, and he's like, "Hey, what are you guys up to uh, on Sunday?" I'm like, "Nothing." He's like, "I'm doing a staycation at one at Cena's house in San Diego. Um, you guys want to come over for the day and just kind of hang out, hang out by the pool, do all that, you know, just just chill. You know, obviously there's not a lot of things to do right now because of uh, of COVID, and sort of like, yeah, of course, man, let's let's uh, let's go over there. So went over to the house." Beautiful house, man. Beautiful house. Did not expect the the decorating either. I really? was expecting to see some title belts, some uh, some pictures. Did he with... have any memorabilia? Nothing. Ugh. Nothing. Lame. A very Victorian style house. Like, it's crazy. Was this Coronado? I'm not gonna say where it's at. All right, it was Coronado. But uh, it's, a, it's a very uh, Del Mar Victorian style Carl's house. And uh, I, I I walked through the house. And I was like, wow, this is not what I expected. But a beautiful house. Incredible yeah. house. So we were there all day yesterday swimming. Swimming around. It was uh, just four of us. Uh, Cena wasn't there. If he was there, I didn't see him. <laughs> get it? Get I it. get it. Yeah. You're a funny guy. But yeah, it was cool, man. Nice place. Beautiful place. You know, disappointed in my life and my decisions. Yeah, you're not, uh, you're not up there with Cena. In the I'm grand not. scheme of things, I would put you pretty far down that list. You would be the, uh, you would be like the, the spinner belt of championships. Like when you're comparing, like you know, you versus Cena. If Cena is, you know, what, what do you think the best all-time belt is? I like the winged eagle belt or the old NWA belt. Yeah, yeah. And then those and then are, you go all the way down the belts. list, and then there's like you, who's just the. I'm spinner. like the 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 hardcore belt, the hardcore championship, the twenty-four-seven. <laughs> Ugh. You know, it's just like a piece of trash. Uh, but yeah, man. So I was there all day yesterday. It was, it was really fun. It was myself, uh, my wife, my friend Rob, and my my friend Bryant. It was cool, man. I was trying to think of a worse belt, and I couldn't do it. I mean, no, obviously, that's, that's, I mean, that's literally a piece trash. of garbage. Yeah, it's a piece of trash. But yeah, man. So that was my uh, that was like my really like my entire weekend. My phone died. I had to get a new phone today. My phone was basically like on the fritz all weekend. So well, what's the specs on your phone? What do you got? My old phone? No, your new one. Uh, it's a iPhone. It's new. Damn, bro, getting those government checks. Mm -hmm. I like it. No, it's actually uh no no, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> that was that, man. What about you, Adam? NPA. NPA. How was your weekend? Good. There was a lot of wrestling on. Would you watch? There was a lot of wrestling. Uh, Saturday was uh, Impact's Slammiversary pay per view. Yeah, Great name for a pay per view, by the way. Huh? 
I love that name for a pay per view. It right reminds me of like Slamboree and Starcade and all that. Good, good, good title. They still are going with a crowdless show, which I find interesting. Well, shouldn't they? Uh, I mean, they do it, and well, WWE doesn't do it. They just have wrestlers in the crowd, which you know, AEW does the same thing. But uh, that was a good show. And then Sunday was Extreme Rules, which was not a good show. Now, the highlight of this show, right? The the build up to this show, the selling point to this show. You talking about Extreme Rules? Yeah, was that there would be uh, someone would lose an eye. Between Rollins and Rey Mysterio, right? That is correct. That is correct. I don't watch regularly, but I see it on Twitter. So, so how, I many guess people, that was how many people signed up? How many people were like, fucking eye match? I got to sign up. I'm getting the network now because I got to see this match. Yeah, I, uh, I actually, I, I completely forgot about the pay-per-view. And then... Uh, By the way, aren't they a PG company right now? But I don't think they showed anything, right? It just kind oh, of they. Like, I got a screenshot of an eye coming out of a face. Yeah, but if but during the actual show, that was like very quick. Yeah, and you know that's that's cartoon shit. So you see that on any cartoon you watch, where some eyes are bugging out and bugging out of someone's head. Yeah, not uh, removed, I saw, but I, I saw a meme that someone made, or there's a drawing, but they said that WWE robbed us of this moment, and it was a picture of. Uh, Seth Rollins and he was swinging the eyeball around like he does the championship <laughs> belt. Like, what the fuck were they thinking, man? Yeah, they were, they were reaching, they were reaching on that storyline. I mean, I get it. I mean, now's the time to try weird stuff like that. I guess. Yeah, oh, they guess. did. That wasn't even the weirdest thing on the show. What was the weirdest thing on the show? The main event of the show was a swamp fight between Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman, nice. which the finish was. Uh, Braun Strowman was drowned by Bray Wyatt. So. Nice, that's vacant kind of, title. That's kind of like they're taking it up a notch. Like uh, Adam and I were talking about it earlier. Like these kind of uh, finishes, right? You got Ray with no eye, apparently. <laughs> uh, I guess Braun got drowned,ed uh, and then like a few what months ago, you had Ray get chucked off a the roof a building, of a yeah. building, and it's kind of like, and then they show up the next night, you know, and it's like, wouldn't it be like better to? do these hardcore things like Ray gets thrown off a building and he's out for like five months right because like he no. just got thrown off a building no no y- y- no because you gotta let the fans know he's okay you yeah. get because yeah. after Vince died right in his car accident that's true Vince did die at one point he did die at one point the only reason they stopped that storyline is because a week later one of his wrestlers I understand. killed his wife I understand but also oh, really yeah that, that. that we're gonna keep that storyline going but then Benoit did. Oh. I understand but they weren't PG at the time either and they're PG now so you have to let if you're a PG show you have to let these kids know they're not dead they're very much okay huh because Bailey would be real upset if she had to come to the next show and see that Ray wasn't there. She'd be. Bailey like, actually made fun of Ray in the next promo. Did she? <laughs> yeah, she made fun of his eye, losing his eye. That's hilarious. That's funny. Um, yeah, man, it just seems like they're kind of like going for these kind of like skip, shock value things. That you aren't skimmed really over working. the big spot in uh, Slammiversary, though. Is um, the current? So now I was the first ever Zealot Pro champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lost, unfortunately. It was bullshit, but I lost to Chris Bay who is now the current Zella Pro champion, and he won the X Division title. So now he's walking. So next time I see him, when I get my rematch, I'll make him put both titles up on the line. Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, good for him. I saw he uh, he uh, beat Willie Mack. He's one of our. Uh, he's a good wrestler. He's Southern California dude. So good for him, man. No, good for Bay though, because he he. I mean, he signed. Really recent. It was pretty recent, right? Was it January or something like that? Or yeah, I feel like that. And then so it's he's been going seven months. He's their X division champion. That's awesome. Good for him. Seemed like there was a lot of uh, debuts on that Impact. There was uh, the Good Brothers came out. Hey, when are we going to be on Impact? We're supposed to wrestle. Do you D-Lo. notice whenever I'm talking, Devin will just start talking over me? <laughs> I and do I'm sure that. that's not annoying to anybody out there listening. Anyways, Slammiversary, big debuts. What was there? Anything else? Like so, there was Heath. There was the Good Brothers. Was it? Was there anything else? Uh, Eric Young came back. Oh yeah, event, yeah. And EC3 showed yeah. up at the very very end in like a little promo. Which I, I always enjoy. I don't know how you guys feel about that. When the show's going off the air, and then they kind of throw something at you that you didn't expect because you're always so used to when you see the credits come up, the show's over. But then they'll throw something after that to where you're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, like a cliffhanger. Yeah. That's good. I uh, approve of that. Uh, did you catch any of the wrestling this weekend, Dev? Am I allowed to say anything? Yes, Dev. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that you're the mic guy, and I'm the, I'm the technician, so I just you tell me when I can talk. I'm kidding. No, I watched a bunch of old shit again. I've just been I I'm again. I'm still catching up on everything I missed from in the '90s for the for the Monday Night Wars because I didn't give a shit about WCW. Devin just got to the Goldberg Hulk Hogan match in the Georgia Dome and he wants to talk about it. Good match. It's the first yeah. time he ever saw it. No, no. I've been, I'm I'm watching some old uh, Bret Hart stuff after he came over because I know he was mishandled and I he was like I felt like he was never in any good matches. So I. I saw he's got some matches against Kurt Henning. Uh, I saw him win the title in uh, it was Mayhem. There was a pay per view called Mayhem, and uh, it was him and There's ben- also a video game named Mayhem. I know it was him and it was him and Benoit in the finals in Canada, and they looked like Benoit was going to win it at first, and then they had break over. So uh, that's some interesting stuff. I watched him and Savage. You want to talk about it? Him and Savage, good match. Piper was the ref. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> Couldn't even tell you. Couldn't even tell you what that match match was. I think that was Slambury. I think that's why I like Slamiversary so much. What else is going on in the local area, though? Anything? Have you heard of anything? Ooh, we could talk about something. Uh, I know one of the Hogsmen was at a former fifteen-time heavyweight champion's house. Is he fifteen or sixteen? Sixteen. He's sixteen. He tied yeah. it. Yeah. When did I miss that? Was that what did he even? That's do when it? he beat AJ. Was that a Mania? Rumble? No, it was at the Royal Rumble. Oh, come on. Alamo Dome. Why wouldn't you? I guess the 17th will be at a Mania. If he gets it again. Well, his contract, uh, I think it quietly expired. I think he's actually... He's, well, yeah, because he's like, I'm not going to go perform in front of no one in Florida. Well, he wrestling also for 20 years. He also... He, he doesn't need wrestling anymore. I think he's done. Get out of here with that talk. You think so? I think he's done. I mean, what, you, why? You retire tied for the... Tied for the... For Maybe he doesn't want to beat it. Yeah. Maybe that's a thing. He's pretty much said he doesn't he want to beat it. He should lose every match then. He should just come back and be a job guy. He might. You never know. He, he, <laughs> that, that's a hell of a run. Just come back and lose matches and lose and That's lose. what you're supposed to do, right? Curtain jerk. Leave uh leave the better leave the business better than it, than how you uh found it. That's right. But anyways, uh did you happen to watch a certain video? It's about mm. almost an hour long. I scrubbed through it on mute. What the? Why? Why would you scrub through it on mute? Well, I have a kid, so if I'm on my phone and I'm playing anything, and she hears volume coming my from my phone, she's like, "What's that? What's that?" 
Oh, really? And I'm like, it's someone defending themselves against sexual abuse allegations. You can't just tell her to go play with, uh, you know, the toys or something like that? No, I can't do that. Yeah, man. Anyways, Joy Ryan uh, had a rebuttal video come out on on YouTube. That was a surprise to me. That was shocking. I I was very, very surprised to see it when I saw it pop up. I was like, whoa. Especially because this only happened, what, three weeks ago or four weeks ago or something? Yeah, when was that the beginning of June? I don't know. I like but was. I was just, I was like, when I saw the first thing I saw, I think Adam sent me, he's like, dude, did you see this video? Um, and my first thought was like, whoa, that's soon. <laughs> like, that is very, very recent that it just happened and you're already coming out and doing this. Because I, I thought he deactivated his Twitter and all that. Well, I thought, I mean, all right, so he, he, he said. His lawyer said it was okay for to to put that out. I believe, right? Did you watch it all, Adam? Uh, no, I watched little clips of it. Yeah, I, I, tried, I, I haven't watched it in one sitting. I, I've kind of skimmed through it. There's very few things I'm going to sit down for an hour and watch, and yeah. that certainly wasn't going to be one of them. Yeah, but so he, I think I'm pretty sure uh, he made it sound like his lawyer was okay with him putting this video out on YouTube. And what this video is basically, it's a lot of. Uh, um, it's his side of the story. It's evidence that he believes exonerates him. Um, he shows a lot of uh, messages between him and the the females that were alleging, uh, you know, sexual assault, harassment uh, against him. And uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if it really if it really cleared the air. I don't know if it really did any, him any I, did anything favors for him. I saw a lot of people come out and, and shit all over it, and they were pissed that he did it. <clears throat> Local guys too, workers coming out and talking shit. So I don't know. I haven't uh, I haven't watched it. Um, like I said, I kind of scrubbed through because I just saw like when I zipped through it, I'm like, oh, he's talking, 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 talking. Like, okay, is he apologizing? And then I got through and it starts showing like screenshots of text. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> like that's yeah. I don't oh, know man, about that. You should hear it. Like, there is some like. He t- he goes into some detail of some stuff, and, and you're like, "Whoa, that's that's a bomb." So you, you saw know? the whole thing? I didn't watch the whole, I haven't watched the whole thing in one. You know, I've just kind of, like I said, like kind of just you know scrub through it, and you kind of like hear some stuff, and you know, like you're you're like, "Whoa, I can't believe he just you know said that." But that's the thing with these kind of allegations is you kind of have to go into details. I guess and 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 bring forth some some facts. Uh, this is the weird thing, right? So this is his side of the story. This is him trying to exonerate himself and and bring evidence. Now Joey's entire financial situation was based basically on wrestling. Am I correct on that? His booking fee, his merchandise, uh, bar wrestling. That was basically like wrestling is how he made his income. Yep. And so now the. The, the women that came out and, and, you know, claimed that all this stuff happened, 17 of them, right? 16 or 17 of them. Um, you know, that, that basically put a kibosh on his way of making uh, a living, right? Income. So now if he really feels like he is uh, not at fault, you think he would have a lawyer and, and the lawyer would say, listen, this is a defamation of character. You have all this evidence will handle this civilly, right? In, in a civil case. Why would you go on, on YouTube and put all this stuff out there? Uh, 
I don't know. Maybe to put again, I don't know anything about it. Um, so talking about it seems pretty futile. But um, <clears throat> maybe there's something coming to impact, right? Because if it if if it comes out that he's cleared of some charge or accusations or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Impact let him go because of this. So maybe that's like okay, hey, just so you know, like this is on its way. So there's, a, I mean, I would imagine if if he was cleared of it, there could be a, a lawsuit towards Impact, right? Well, one of the main things he says in the video is that it's it was in his contract with Impact that they couldn't let him go for anything that happened before he signed there, and all these allegations were supposed supposedly before he got there. So he basically is implying that he's going to probably take legal action against him mm. back for i mean that could go. be it right there right maybe that could be the reason behind it like look yeah. guys this is what's like here's my side of the story i'm coming out with this i'm i don't know he's gonna do something with it. i think i read someone saying that he was doing a patreon for it or something too i don't know if that's accurate mm-hmm. but uh i mean that could be the reason why you do it right i'm dropping this now because the lawsuit's coming because i'm telling you i think i'm innocent right mm. yeah maybe that that sounds like a I didn't pick but, up that, so yeah, that could be a, a potential reason for doing it. But what do you do nowadays, anyway? Right? Because you see these, you see accusations come out, and then you kind of, it just goes away, right? It's just yeah. like, okay, that person got canceled; they go away, yeah, and you don't hear anything about it. You don't hear, you know, I don't think you ever really hear their side of the story. No, and yeah, I like the, I think the uh, the court of public opinion, yeah, is I, maybe that was what he was going for with this YouTube video, also, just kind of like, you know clearing up the name i don't know man it's crazy that you know here's the thing have 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 people in the past and i'm talking men and women been accused of doing something that never happened and it has been discovered yes um yes it has happened but here's 16 17 women that come from all across the country and even like and europe. yeah yeah in europe too they don't really stand to make any real money off of these allegations right i wouldn't think so I don't, I don't think there is so like what is the reasoning for them you know bringing forth these accusations so you kind of have to start thinking like like you know really what is the point of that um you know i don't I, i'm not going to say i don't believe what they're saying you know they have if they believe that they were uh Victimized, I guess you could say, right? Victimized. Mm-hmm. Then they have every, you know, every right to to say it. Uh, you know, Joey uh, believes he's innocent, and he has every right to defend himself. I guess against the accusation. well, then that's why it's like, why wouldn't this just be a courtroom issue? I guess. And that's I guess also maybe, well, maybe it's because no charges have been put against him, right? Like no actual. Yeah, charges. I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, I, I hate talking about this shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's it's out there. It's definitely. You know, it, it got put in our faces, you know, like, hey, look at this. Yeah. But, uh, you know, those are a lot of accusations from, from yeah, like, that. that's the one thing I look at is there's really, there's so many women, and they all come from different parts of the country and the uh, the world, and they don't really stand to really, benefit, like, gain anything, like, financially mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. There's nothing really. But, uh, you know. We'll see what happens. and I'm sure something's going to play out. Something's going to play out. Well, it's not the end. That's no. for sure. It's not the end. But yeah, man. You know, uh, and like I said, man, I really do. I, I, you know, if these women are telling the truth, I really hope that, you know, that gets... Uh, justice is served. Justice, yeah. Um, I, and like I said, I couldn't see 17 women from all across the place 
coming together just to, to go after one guy for for no real reason or you know for was there any big names that said anything about him was there any like I don't I don't I don't recognize this so in that video Joey goes like down like every allegation like every person that said something about him he brings it up uh. and 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 you know puts like messages or you know any kind of like interaction they've had like that he has uh evidence uh, of post when the allegation my, was. my skin is crawling a little bit let's let's move it's on to a different topic it's pretty interesting <laughs> let's move on to something else that's rough for me but uh yeah man see how that plays out i just thought that was pretty interesting like that happened over the weekend and i guess it happened like an hour before he, he released it like an hour before that impact uh uh pay-per-view yeah which seems like it was that's pretty planned right Ah, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Was it a Sunday night? No, that was on Saturday night, right? Was it Saturday, yeah. Yeah, so. So, um, thinking about wrestling now, and we're, you're talking about, you know, TNA. God damn, Impact. I don't know why I said TNA. Impact still recording in front of no crowd, right? Where you've got AEW and you've got um, WWE recording in front of a little bit of a crowd. Yeah. Um, just looking at where wrestling is going to be in the future, pro wrestling, whether it's on a, a large scale or even a s- somewhat smaller scale, right, like an indie scale. Um, <clears throat> the NBA is currently, I believe, in Orlando in a bubble city. I think it's in, like, the back of the uh, – ho- not Hollywood Studios, but uh, it's a, uh, uh, Walt Disney, Disney World. World back lot. Yeah, Disney World. Yeah. In a bubble city, right? And they are getting tested there, and they're going to be performing there. Um, I would imagine something similar-ish, except for being restricted to a bubble city is what's going on for WWE. But um, no, they're just allowed to go free and clear and party. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, okay. That's probably why they have COVID cases popping up here and there. You guys see the thing about Ric Flair's wife got got it? Yeah, I saw that. Oh, no shit. I and then he went to Starbucks without a mask. Ah, good for him. <laughs> Woo! But, uh, but you see that working out for the for – for the NBA, we're not working out, but it seems like the no, best situation. Zero positive tests. That's awesome. And then you, the NFL right now has seventy-two positive tests. They're all they had. I think only two teams started training camp today: Houston and Kansas City. And but that's because they play the first game of the season. They play the first, but they're but they're all reporting this week. They all have to report this week. The rookies do anyway. Yeah. They have to start reporting this week, and they already have seventy-two cases. That is going to spike through the roof. Baseball is starting this week. Baseball is going to have their official season start this week. Um, you're seeing guys opt out here and there. But I'm wondering, the bubble city for the NBA seems like the best case scenario for um, indie shows, right? I'm wondering, let's say if you want to run a big indie show, um, if you could bring guys in the day before, stay at the hotel, test them the night before, right? Like have them test on their own before they come. Test on the night. Well, I'm wondering how this would work because at some point this is going to start having to come back, right? Wrestling's going to have to start coming back. People have already started trying to do shows a little unsafely or they're doing outdoor shows or people are sitting on the grass and stuff. But I'm trying to figure out what's the next step. So you bring guys in, maybe test before and get there, test the night before. Wait, then why are you giving me these stupid there's, faces? There's no way that an indie independent company is going to do that. You know how much it costs to test people? Uh, unless you have, Unless you can get tests... Cheat, like so, you can get a free test at CVS right now. Okay. Most CVSs you can get a free test. Okay, I, okay. I haven't done that, but right. So get a free test at CVS. I'm sure there's some. It, let's say you know someone. Hey, can you just? I got 12 guys. I just need to test back quicker than 
two days. Can you give me tomorrow? Whatever. You know what I mean? I'm wondering if that's going to be the new norm. They have the blood test out that's supposed to get you uh, your COVID response back in 20 minutes. Okay. So I'm wondering, like, how is this? How is this going to work? We have to start looking beyond now, beyond how nothing is available, how shows aren't happening, no one is wrestling. So what's the next step? Where are we going with this? I think a bubble-ish city, like when you were going up for um, West Coast, right? Yeah. You guys all get flown up, stay at the hotel, and then the next day you're what taping for two days straight or one day? Uh, two days, Saturday. Okay, Sundays. taping for two days. So the night you get there, do the test. You have the answers back Saturday morning. Out of 25 people, two people are, you know, positive. Bye, you're not on the show. Sorry, here's your payment. But everyone else can go wrestle. You do two days of shows and leave, right? I think that's kind of where we're headed. I think you're you're going to be... We talked at the beginning of this thing about companies getting weeded out and wrestlers getting weeded out, right? Who's going to make it? Who's not? The smaller, shitty companies are going to make it. We're going to see some... I think for a while, we're only going to see power indie companies around being able to afford this shit. Because if you can't afford to keep your workers safe or you can't afford to keep I don't I don't know what kind of limited crowd you can possibly have but if you can't afford to keep at least the workers safe you're not going to be able to put on a show uh I feel you're you're asking a lot from independent wrestling I feel like that's asking a lot from independent wrestling. Right. And those who can't do it won't play. I feel like a lot of promotions probably won't do that. You don't think Defy could pull that off? I don't know what kind of budget they run on, so I, I, I've never worked for them. I, I don't know their margins. There's there's several companies that I you know would put on that next tier that I think would easily be able to pull that off. Because if you can get free if you can get free testing at a CVS, we're not talking really about budget then at that point. So you're gonna fly in a bunch of wrestlers, tell them to go to the CVS. You tell them go to get go to CVS, get tested. Okay, I want you to stay at home this way. Now if you, what if they what if they when they go to CVS they get exposed? Well, no, you don't. You go. Drive it's, up. It's, a drive it's a drive up test. Drive you drive up. through. They hand you a swab through the window. You check yourself. You put it back in. You leave, and they they hit you up forty eight hours later with the result. Now, is this a van full of the boys, or is this a individual cars? No, this is everyone on their own. Like, so hey, we're playing. So I, I I have to fly to uh, to up to the Pacific Northwest. No, you do your test here. Okay. okay. Here's what we're planning. We want to fly you up, get your test done. So your your flight would be on Friday. Okay. Okay. It's the saturday before get your test done so we have your answer we need the answer from you by the following friday right now flights are nothing flights are like 50 bucks i was looking mm -hmm. my brother lives in in dallas was looking about looking at coming out it's 59 dollars round trip from dallas to san diego okay so flights aren't really a problem right now okay. and testing money-wise isn't really a problem or if you're talking about, or let's say you do have to pay for a test. I know a guy that had to pay 150 bucks for a test. Let's say you have to pay 150 bucks for a test, but the flight went down to $59 round trip. Okay. That's a wash. So I'm not getting paid at all? I mean, I'm sure your flights normally cost more than 150 bucks. But you're talking about, so I have to pay 150 bucks, right? Do it. No, the company, the indie company would yeah. pay for it. Okay. So if their flights went down, if, if they're flying someone out and it was normally a $300 flight, but now it's a $60 flight and they only have to pay $150 for a test. It's still cheaper. Okay. So I'm saying, I think that's the new norm. I think for, for the time being, we're not going to see a lot of these smaller companies running shows here and there. I think we're going to see a couple of the bigger companies start to run. You're going to see, start some, see some of the bigger names run. And well, it's going to be limited. Who have you seen running more? The smaller companies in the outdoor events or the bigger companies right now? But the small—I mean, that's not—that's not like really. 
you know what I mean? It's like not really shows. You're having shows, but it's you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. it, it is, but it's not. Unless you're unless you're unless you're marketing this to a way where you know the Facebook Live, there's a production crew behind it, and I think that you know IWTV thing was a big deal. If you can live stream through them and make it a big deal, then yeah, that's that's something. But it's not doing shows is great for the for the boys, but doing a show online, you know, for, for ten people in a parking lot or. You know, in a grass field in front of 20 people or people pulling up in their cars, it's... So I got a question. Okay, so let's say you're talking about, like, the bigger indie promotions. Right. They do all this. They bring in, you know, they fly in cats. They have testing, all that kind of stuff. Are we doing this in front of fans or are we doing this for a live? I No, I think for the most part, it's probably going to be all online for the foreseeable future. Now, if you are going to have fans in there, you have to find a way... You would have to find a way to put them in their own bubble. So now... Okay, so you're not gonna have uh, you're not gonna have the gate, you know. You're not gonna have pay, you know, people aren't gonna be paying to come into the. And watch that's the show. why it would have to be the bigger indie companies. But I, I think you're you're giving you're giving way too much credit to a lot of these bigger companies. Like they have like the the bankroll to do it. No, they're not. But a lot of them work together on certain things, and and you they, and a lot of them have sponsorships. So hey, by the way, we're the only game in town right now, Mister Sponsor. Like we're gonna be on IWTV. Average five thousand, you know, viewers live per internet pay per view. Do you want to sponsor? You could be the sole sponsor for the event for, you know, three thousand dollars or whatever the case. I don't know what the number would be. Uh, I don't know. I I, I I I think you're giving too much to to independent independent wrestling. Um, I don't see promotions flying people in to get tested you know pay for testing pay for flights pay for trans uh pay for trans all that just for a live uh feed um i don't know i i I don't i don't see that happening well then we're not looking at a live show with a real live crowd for a long fucking time that's i think for a lot of things man you're looking at all major sports bro the way you're gonna get back but okay but the we're talking about getting back into it how are you going to get back into it and to get back into it you have to take baby steps mm-hmm. baby steps so the car shows that people are bringing up driving up in their car and honking that's fine right the grass show that's fine i don't think those are the baby steps that we're talking about to finally getting people at shows or or performing large-scale shows because what we're seeing is quite successfully these companies are doing it in front of no crowds and it works okay because you're because you're you figured it out okay now your audience is just the tv audience and we're going to work the tv cameras and we're going to work the crowd at home we're not going to work the crowd here and they're still they're figuring it out they they still have sponsors that have to buy into this shit to keep them afloat um i think i think what we're going to see is a lot of studio wrestling uh with no crowd obviously with probably limited wrestlers wrestlers that probably aren't flying in more that can be controlled as far as like in the area they can drive because once you start flying you're going to be exposed a lot more than um somebody just driving in in the area um and that's the thing man like okay let's say you get a test right the test is not a cure the test is not a cure it just says hey right now at this second you are negative okay right when you step out this door you can get exposed you know so there's always this there's this idea of like oh go get tested go get, but it's like 
how long is that test going to be okay for? Like, if you get like, let's say WWE, right? Uh, for for when you do extra work, you have to go do blood work uh, prior to doing this uh, to doing the extra work, and you have to get tested uh, for AIDS, uh, AIDS, hepatitis C, hepatitis B, and a few other things, right? I think that's about it. Mm. Anyways, you got to do blood work, okay? Now, every time you do WWE uh, extra work, you have to have a uh, a record of your blood work being done and it can't be over six months mm -hmm. right it can't be over six months that you've had blood work done so where is where's the cap going to be for covid tests? that's going to be that's what i'm talking about it's gonna be 48 hours maybe i mean no that's where we're headed that's where they're headed with pro sports right now it's 48 hours they're saying they can't they can't do 24 hours with the testing that's available currently for the most part, because the the NFL right now is is struggling because they want to do twenty they want to do testing every day. If you want us to put our bodies on the line, you want us to put our family's health on the line, you got to test us every day. And they're saying that's just impossible. We can't can't get a turnaround like that. For well, they all. agreed to it today, so they are doing it. What's that? Well, they agreed to it today, so they are doing testing okay. every well, day. Things the, are getting who's at least the first two weeks. The, the NFL. NFL. At least the first two weeks of training camp, they're going to do it, and then based off the results and how many positive tests there are, they're going to either continue or they're going to scale back to every other day mm -hmm. because the nba wanted to do that and originally and it's supposed to be the same company for the nfl and the nba they told the nba they, nba they couldn't do that because of the amount of people that were there by the way or the nfl they told the nfl they couldn't handle this that. little bubble that you talk about with the nba uh listen you don't think them nba players got the little side pieces slipping in they're not paying supposedly not, not i Supp get there's already been one uh, one chick already said that she got in on Twitter, so like, you know, you're gonna you're gonna seclude these guys for how many months? How many months are we looking here? It's uh, like it just depends on. I think the teams that lose can leave. But okay, but it's the supposed teams to be that like going. It's supposed to be like three months. Three months. So you're gonna keep these. They're guys doing three months of an NBA season. Uh, no, they're doing the like ten games of the regular season, and then they're doing the playoffs, which Jesus takes a while. That's gonna take. You would have thought that they would say, "All right, fuck it, we'll just we're gonna limit the amount of teams that can make it." And, we're going to go down from... So the teams that keep winning, right, that, that are moving on in the playoffs to the championships, you don't think these big money cats are going to be like, listen, I got, I got a side piece. I got a slipper into the side door. I got my mistress, you know? They might, but my whole thing, and this is what I've kind of thought this whole time with even football, like if they test positive, they're out and they don't make money. So I think the one thing that speaks language to these guys is money. And I think that any kind of threat to their money, it showed so far. The NBA, they've had zero tests. The MLB, since they started testing when they came back, it's been like 1% of the league. So maybe right now, all these NFL guys are testing positive, but I guarantee you once training camp starts, they will have low test numbers. Hold on. I don't mean how to sound like times, Trump when I say that. but How many times in the past have we seen a very famous, rich celebrity Blow it all for Poontang. I mean, Hugh Grant, guys. Hugh Grant. Okay. Listen, everybody can blow it for Poontang. A lot. So you're, I think you're when you say like, oh, they're messing with their money. Come on, dude. You're 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 putting them uh, on a very high. I would level. agree with you, but the the numbers of the positive tests are either telling two things: it's telling that they recognize that, or you know, I don't know. By the way, is there another beer? Like, you know. Oh, yeah. By the way, <laughs> this uh, show is brought to you by Ten Barrel Brewing Pub Beer, Cheap Fun Beer. What's up? What's up? 
Are you done with you done with those? I finished that. Yeah, I pounded yeah, grab, it. Reach in there. It's not gonna. I don't know how cold it's gonna be. That's all right. I'm gonna grab uh, this guy right here. Thank you. All right. Uh, anyways, it's gonna be interesting. Obviously, it's gonna be because they've never had to do this before, right? So there's gonna be a lot of trial and error. Uh, and you're gonna have that's stuff gonna like be. in wrestling where people test positive. It's gonna ha- it's gonna happen, you know. But this is the thing. It it only takes a few of these smaller shows with no testing to fuck it up where people where, where one show you see eight guys come back negative or positive and then get, people go fuck it it's not worth it but you're not talking about you're not talking about these these incredibly intelligent people that know how to you know uh, how disease works right how infection works um, people that know how to you know hazmat you know these hazmat certified like these are prof- these are independent wrestling promotions like all they know is independent wrestling and how to put on a show, and sometimes not even that well. Right, but the but at some point you're going to get opt out from the talent, and that's what I'm saying. Is if they start if if you start seeing a couple shows explode with COVID cases, people are going to say, "Fuck it, it's not worth it. I don't need the hundred bucks. I'm done. I, well, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll wait until a show tests and I'll go to that. You know what I mean? I I feel as a wrestler, it's if you do not feel comfortable going to do a show, that is your choice. 100% your choice. You know, if you... It, Why'd you look at me when you said that? That's fucked I didn't. up. I looked over there. Okay. He was almost um, looking at me. That's it, guys. That's it. You know, if you feel that you have a situation in life where you're like, listen, guys, I, I live with a, a mother-in-law or with a mother who has got, you know, um, underlying issues, who's, you know, pretty up there in age... You know, I can't risk going out and coming back and bringing it to, you know, to bring it back to my family member. That that it's your responsibility, I think, that you have to you have to live a different lifestyle than say maybe someone who is 21 years old, lives by themselves, uh, has a studio, you know, like maybe li- their parents live on the other side of the country. Yeah. You know, they don't they don't come into contact with with the older people uh, as much. That's just what I say. You know, everybody has different situations, and you just got to recognize what situation you're in. And uh, you know, it sucks. You know, it sucks for a lot of people, but it's just it's just how life is right now. Right. But the only reason I brought this up is because we're sitting here at the end of July. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this back in March. What is this going to look like? What we said was it was going to weed out companies and wrestlers and we've seen that so far well for, it's almost weeded out 100% of the wrestlers because there's no fucking shows but the shows that are going to be able to afford it to come back they're going to be the ones with more money you're not going to I disagree I, I, you can have the you can have the shows on the grass hills you can have the shows in the parking lots and things like that mm-hmm. but I'm saying for people to come back and make money again wrestling wise I don't think those are going to be the ones that do it I think it's going to be I think you're going to see the Kind of the cream I, of the crop rise. I, I disagree. I disagree. You're not going to have big paydays if there's no fans paying to get in to watch. Well, listen. If people would have fucking hit me up about hazmat wrestling, we'd all be rich right now. That's true. Why is hazmat wrestling not trending? Because people don't want to go watch wrestling anymore, and it's pissing me off. Wrestlers in hazmat suits. No, the fans are in hazmat. Fans. No, the fans are in hazmat suits. Oh, so so the wrestlers are still contaminating the re- each other. No, the no. See, I'll have COVID testing for the wrestlers. Oh, you're paying for it? No, just go to CVS. 
But also, yes, I'll pay for it. Devin, you can't even get people to wear a mask for 20 minutes in Walmart. You think they're going to get well, the, here's what a I said. whole hazmat so you suit? So you're going to get a hazmat suit to come in, right? But it's basically, it's just kind of for fun. And you go to your section and it's bubbled off. And you bring you bring your own food and beer. So no one's going to wait on you or anything like that. And then for the bathroom, I guess we'll just have a piss bucket at your table. But uh, that'll be all right, right? Everyone's seen each other. By the way, I, I do think it's kind of funny if the wrestlers uh, do wear hazmat suits. But yet your hazmat suit has to be gimmicked out, like to how you're rest like your hair. Oh, like, yeah. If you have a certain hairstyle, you 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 uh, put on like a wig and all that kind of stuff on the hazmat suit. Your well, how gear else, is on the outside of the hazmat yeah, suit. Yeah, how else would people know it was you? Exactly, that's the best part, man. So I don't know, man. It's a tricky situation, but the thing is, this has never happened before, so you're gonna get a lot of trial and error, and. That's about it, man. If you, you know, I, I, I tell you the truth, I don't think it's going to be the big promotions that come back because they have more to lose, um, as far as liability wise, than like this, than like some you know smaller promotion that basically says, "Hey, uh, are you are you, you available to wrestle? Do you want to wrestle in front of, I don't know, twenty people spaced out?" For... But the problem is, you're not going to get the big names coming to those shows. You're not going to get big name wrestlers. Well, if you ain't got no wrestling on and, and the fans just want to watch wrestling, they'll watch whoever's in that goddamn yeah, ring. True. Right? I, mean, I don't know. No, that's that's how I feel. That's true. You know, I think the studio wrestling can make, a, can make a pretty good comeback because if you have TV, yet you have no fans in, the, in, the, in attendance, well, that's a pretty good thing. You got sponsorships that you have for the commercials and all that kind of stuff. That's good. Uh, can you use local talent uh, if you're in a, if you're in a good area? Yeah, you, so you could you could drive in your cat. You know, all the cats can drive in. Um, can you ask them to get tested to to wrestle? Of course you can. By the way, um, we were talking about studio wrestling, and I was watching all these older um, shows on on the network. Um, even before that, even some of the territory days, I saw this promo online. It was a Terry Funk. And he was calling out Jerry Lawler. And the match was basically, he, he was saying that um, everyone had paid. We, we do this on the promo thing, too, because it was fucking hilarious. I actually found this when I was looking for promos for the show. But he's calling out Lawler, and he goes, everyone's in his, he's in Memphis, right? Everyone's in his back pocket. He's got the police in his back pocket, the refs, the commentators. Everyone's in his back pocket, the fans. Uh, the only way I'm going to do this is in an empty arena. So it's like an empty arena match. And he signs a big check, and he gives it over to whoever the announcer, Buddy Lee, I think it was. Uh-huh. Signs it over here. Give this to Lawler and tell him, you know, any day, any time in an empty arena match, right? And they cut to Buddy Lee talking to uh, talking to Lawler. And he goes, "Well, I got it right here. Here's here's the check from Terry Funk." And uh, like, I don't know if Lawler was pissed. If something happened legitimately where he was pissed off, uh-huh. or he didn't know what to fucking say, which boggles my mind because the guy's great on the mic. But he goes. He goes, oh, this right here, and he's like, he's like, yeah, right there, and he goes, okay, and like takes off and walks, walks away, and the and the guy on the mic's like, I just wanted your reaction, and he goes, what the fuck am I supposed to say, and like keeps walking, and like the studio, like the the studio has full of people, are like, uh, and he walks off, and he's yelling and like flipping off the commentators, and like, <laughs> I have no idea what happened. I want to know the story behind it so bad because it looked like something went downhill. I'll, pl- I will play it on one of these promo corners, but I just don't, I don't know if there's enough <laughs> there for people to react to. Cause it was like, what in the hell is happening? But he like no sold the promo and then just walked off and went. I don't know if he went into business for himself or something or what, but it was a very strange sort of events. Anyway, the point is, they've been wrestling in front of no fans for a long time. <laughs> 
Remember when like it was it was Rock and Mankind? They uh, they did the, the empty arena. Was that and, during Was that during Super Bowl halftime heat? Was that halftime heat? But like that sounded like a really cool idea, idea to me when I was a kid. I was like, oh, that's not like you know. I think a lot of people like like that's pretty freaking cool. I've never seen that before, and uh, and now I hear that and I'm like, oh, that's stupid. Like <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'm like, uh, it's been done. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't like, it doesn't come off. I'm not as excited about it. If I hear like there's a empty arena match. I mean, the only cool thing is, is like, I guess you have like a lot of options to go wherever you want. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. But. By the way, I'll let New Japan know that you're not interested in and do the shows because they don't have any fans in the seats here. In but California. they do have fans in, in the California, seats. In California. California. Last California. Week. California. Oh California. yeah. Go ahead. Give them a call. Who are you going to call? Oh, who should I call? There's so many guys. Kota Bushi, maybe. I'll call him. I mean, I already Rocky. Did, I, I guess I did kind of try out for him, and you know, all I got told was I move well. Did, but, but they probably they were like, "Where's your tag partner?" But I'm just a little too old. They wanted to. Know, they wanted to know why the Hogsman sent the wrong tag partner. Well, I was like, "Well, if you guys don't need me as a singles, I'm in a. I'm in a tag." <laughs> no, 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 no. We're good. I uh, we're good. I, I tag with this guy named Devin Sparks. Uh, Devin Sparks. Devin, he's been wrestling for twelve years. Yeah, yeah. I tag with him. So, uh, yeah. If you guys are ever interested in the market for a tag team, we, we're the Hogsman. Jesus Christ. We have a podcast. Way to fucking sell us. God damn it. I gotta let you know when they finally come at me with that big offer. I'm gonna make sure that they don't know your name. I can't wait to hear your demands too. Of everybody has to be COVID tested and COVID test. You don't think they're testing? Get out of here. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. They are. I'm sure they, they might be. I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway. But anyway. That was yeah. my rant. The whole the whole thing was I just thought, you know, we have examples of major sporting companies doing this right now. I don't know. It's going to be a while, man. It seems like it's going to be What about thumb wrestling? We can do that, right? You still do thumb wrestling. Fuck, that's the next big thing on YouTube. You could gimmick out your thumb. <laughs> Go ahead and give it a try. Go ahead and give are it you a in try. on this with me or no? I don't know about that. Like, are we, are, like I have to like, I have to, to thumb wrestle you, or we're a tag team as a thumb wrestler. We're tag teaming, so we got to find two other thumbs to wrestle against. That'd be kind of funny, actually. <laughs> be fucking money. Let's do it. All right, this is an open challenge. We need two thumbs. You got to be professional wrestlers. They can do this. Okay, it's not just anyone off the street. I'm not issuing an open challenge. COVID tested the day of and the night before and the week before, and then when you get here, we'll throw down. That is like. I mean, this is the kind of time you have to be innovative like that, right? That's right. Like, you're like, okay, listen, wrestling, it's kind of at a standstill, you know, but what can we still do? By the way, I really still, the idea that we talked about previously what for YouTube, I, we didn't talk about it on the show. We can't talk about it? I mean, we can. I was being secretive about it because I don't want everyone to steal our awesome idea, but. I can't remember what the idea this is. Oh, Jesus Christ. Do you remember what it is, Adam? With the promos and. I don't know. Ah, fuck it. We'll talk about it later. All right. Um, Adam, what's the promo corner called? Promo kaiju promo corner? I'm not going to say because you get mad every week when I Just say it Just tell me what it is. You called it promo class with the kaiju. And then last week you told me you hated that, even though that's what you named it. After week one, I tried to name it kaiju's promo corner. Oh, I remember what you're talking about. Yes. Now. Okay. I get should we it. talk about it's it? It's a real Just, mystery. Should we? Yeah. Ah, you got it. Should no. we should we mention it and see if anyone's interested, and then just no. do it, or should we just do it and make money off of it? We should probably just do it because 
Last time you put out a big idea, it got zero response, and then we had to turn it down. Ah, fuck. All right. I brought my uh, my green screen. Okay. What do you want to do with that? We can film tonight. No. I got right. it. It's sure. late, man. It's late. All right. Uh, Devin was about 20 minutes late showing up to this. To By the, the way, is my car towed right now? Possibly. Fuck. It's the worst day of my life. Possibly, man. Okay. Uh, moving on to, what did you call it? Adam? Devin's a piece of shit corner. Wow. We are looking for a new not producer to handle this part of the show who's a business person and a gentleman. Uh, Kaiju's promo corner classes with the Kaiju. <laughs> um, it's been going pretty well. <clears throat> We've got which one do you have set up for us? I have all the three that you sent me. What was the first one? Wow, there's the Kalista one. And let's then watch the, the Kalista one. Ones. I had a couple people send it to me, so let's watch the Kalista one. Ready? And you want to set it up at all? Or oh, it's Kalisto. <laughs> <laughs> what can we, we expect go. from you on SmackDown Live? Well, hey, I'm here, like I said before, I'm here to shock the world. I'm ready. I'm ready to show my lucha art inside and outside the ring. But first of all, I can't stop thinking about Baron, Cor Baron Corbin being on SmackDown. <laughs> I get to have my revenge. Is that a scare? Hey, like I said, I'm here to stay, make, make, a, make a, a, a good, good lucha, lucha thing. And uh, Lucha 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 <laughs> Lucha Lucha um, What a great sign off first of all uh, So A little uh, It's a little nervous Just traded to Smackdown right uh, Something about Baron Corbin and Lucha Lucha He's there to do Lucha things Doing Lucha things What a weird fucking sign off Well so uh, Kalisto on the indies was Samurai Del Sol Correct And I'm sure he wasn't known as a mic guy, right? He wasn't known as a promo guy. He was a, he was very uh, athletic, agile. He was doing a lot of flips, a lot of cool spots like that. So that's got that's basically what got him signed. Right. His uh his talking ability did not get him signed. So it was kind of interesting because we talked about this in in uh, in the promo classes that we do at Level Up, <clears throat> or that I do at Level Up, and you sit down on and you learn as much as you can. You soak me up like a sponge, basically. Yep, yep, you know, yep. everything I say. Um, you know we've got a, a lot of bilingual guys in there, and it's like, dude, if you mess up, go to Spanish. Yep, go to Spanish. You know why? Because most of the people out there don't know what the hell you're saying. Mm -hmm. uh, it sounds fucking cool, especially if you're wearing a lucha mask. Like people want to know that you're a luchador. They want it sounds authentic. So you could be saying, "Oh Jesus Christ, I can't believe I fucked that up." Anyway, uh, I'm gonna try and wrap this up as quick as I can in Spanish. No one would know, and it would sound sick. So, um. You know, Kalisto. Since I know you're listening, <laughs> no, but I think I think that's something. You know, if you're gonna freeze up like that, um, I don't see any issue with with going to Spanish and cleaning up the the end of that uh, promo. Well, I think uh, also when you think of somebody who has been signed to WWE, you think they're a well-rounded wrestler, right? You think they have in-ring oh, no. skills, they have promo skills, whatever. Um. Uh, you had an experience doing extra work where you saw somebody doing a promo, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And can you can you discuss that? You don't have to say, say who it was, but can you discuss like what you saw? Do you remember this? You told You're going to have to tell it. me. There was a gentleman who was about to – he was a part of the uh, cruiserweight division. Okay. And he was about to do a live promo, I believe. Uh-huh. And he uh, – Oh, a little, a little yeah. Nervous, a little nervous. Yes. Uh, yeah, there was someone <laughs> – 
there was someone who was doing a live promo uh, for 205 Live, and uh, I think Jimmy Jacobs was even right there. It was like, all right, man, like <laughs> let's call him this. He he, that was bad. I think that was like basically so what was all happening? scripted. Um, getting everything wrong, first of all, numerous times. What do you mean? Well, when you wa- you were you were walking around, right, doing extra things, right. And you walked up on a guy doing a promo. Right. And you noticed him very nervous. Right. You could sense this. Right. Uh, you're a promo guy. Yep. And you're like, who's the rook? That's what I said. I said it out loud, too, which he, during the film, you could see him kind of look out of the corner of his eye at me, realize that the kaiju was standing there, and then he kind of like tries to straighten up and like act act like a man. You walked up. You said, give me that mic, Junior. I'm going to show you how to do this. And I'm going to put you over. I'm going I'm uh, <laughs> to be your manager from now on. That's what I said. But anyways, but that shocked you, right? When you walked up and you saw this guy, he was very nervous. Well, he's, he, he's signed to the biggest promotion in the world, but yet he is, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a little shocking and jarring because even when you're watching on TV, you go, oh, man, like, that, was, that wasn't a great promo. But for the most part, they sound uh, competent. You know what I mean? They're like, all right, they got it out. I, like, I'm not sold on the match. Or I'm not interested in what's coming up, but... Um, it was competent enough. Like, okay, I understand the story behind it. I understand why they're wrestling. Let's go. Let's go do this next match. When you see someone who's so out of their element, who's signed to the biggest company in the world, it's fucking jarring. Um, and to see them get reprimanded <laughs> there on the spot for not knowing their shit is even more jarring. Oh, really? Is that what was happening? Yeah. Uh, oh. I mean, they got a little talking to. So these guys are getting um, scripts. At, I mean, you've seen it. They get scripts as soon as you show up. Yeah. With here's what we want you to say. Like these are your lines, basically. Like yep. you need to say all of this shit and convey it in front of the camera. Um, so I think when it's you know two o five live is being taped at the end of the night, three hours into it. First of all, you're there at twelve o'clock. Most of these guys are supposed to report at twelve, and then three hours into the taping of the show, it's time for your promo, and you don't know what the fuck you're supposed to say, or, or you're freezing up, or you're forgetting your line over and over again. Um, it's like okay. It's time, like, what the fuck were you doing for the last eight hours? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that it, the office or some of the guys are, are, they look down on that, obviously. I mean. Well, it's 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 a business. It's your job. You're, it's like any job. You show up, you have a certain amount of responsibilities and duties to do. And if you don't do that, you get in trouble, right? You get right. recommended, you get verbally uh, warned, all that kind of stuff. And that's a part of the wrestling business is you show up, you're professional, you know your lines. You know how to portray your character. What storyline you're in? Uh, yeah, you. I mean, it's just like any job, man. That's what. And that. That's. Is that the best way to put it? It's a job. Yeah, it's a job. And it, what sucks is, it, you know, it, for a lot of us, it's a dream. And then you hear almost immediately after someone gets signed or gets called up, it becomes the job. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, it's not fun to them anymore. But this is one of those things where. Even if you're terrible at promos or don't want to do promos, it's part of the job, part of the mm-hmm. shit you don't like to do. You have to learn how to do it well, or at least get accustomed to doing it. Do you think the pressure of like having to cut like an awesome promo is also like the thing? Like, whereas like, if you're not a promo guy, right? You you can maybe just barely squeak by a promo to get the point across, get the storyline across. Hey, that's that's cool, man. As long as you can do something really cool in ring, right? Rather than trying to trying to 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 hit this great promo that you're not capable of doing no i think everyone's capable of doing a good promo believe it or not i think uh everyone's got it in them and it's just a matter of sometimes you need someone to pull it out of you um whether it's coaxing whether it's inspiration whether it's like 
realizing what it is that you're doing wrong. I think everyone is capable of cutting a, a great promo at one point or another in their career. Can they do it consistently? Probably not. Can they be become much better at it? Absolutely believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it requires trust on their part to the people who are giving them this information. So if they don't trust the guy that's telling them what to do, if the if the producer who's giving them notes are like, this guy's a fucking jack off. Like I've seen this guy talk shit to everyone. Like I don't trust this guy. If that trust isn't there, I could see why like whatever notes they're giving them, they're just gonna be like, whatever, dude, I'm just gonna get through this and get out to the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, so that trust has to go both ways too, obviously. Cause if you give someone something like in this case, Kalisto, like right, he, they probably lost a lot of trust in this guy. Oh, after time. this, after this promo. Uh, could have been an Emma situation. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, what, okay, next time they give him a promo, now he's going to feel an immense amount of pressure. The guy who believed in him, right? Because it's not just, it's not just Vince going, all right, give this guy a promo, give this guy a promo, give this guy a promo. They are writing for specific guys on the roster. Mm-hmm. So if you're writing like, oh, I want to give, hey, you know, like, I've noticed he's kicked ass lately. He's like a cool guy to be around. Like, let's give him a promo on the show. Let's, let's give him a minute of, like, shine, right? And then they shit the bed. It's like, well, fuck, do you double down on that? And you're like, okay, I'm going to look like an ass to the writing room if that was all we get out of him and that's it, right? And now they're not going to trust me to choose my guys in the future. Or do you go, "Mm, no, man, like, I don't know what happened there, but he's got it in him or he can do much better than that. Like, I want to give him a chance to redeem himself. Yeah. So there's trust all the way around. Um but if you're not given the opportunity to do you know something like this again, you could be written off. Yeah, and actually, I'm surprised that because so Kalisto was in NXT for quite some time, right? A little mm-hmm. bit of time. He 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 went through the Performance Center. Obviously, there they're probably grading you. They have, they know exactly what your strengths are, your weaknesses are. Something tells me promos wasn't his 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 strong you know strong suit. So I'm surprised somebody said, hey, by the way, maybe you shouldn't give him a promo. Maybe, like, do you remember Rey Mysterio back in WCW ever, like, cutting a promo? It was more just, like, get out there, do your lucha, you know, get over that way, right? Get over, like, moveset-wise and, uh, you know, being the uh, the underdog, right? The small guy doing uh, all the crazy stuff. So, But that's the thing is the WWE is a machine. It's a product. So they have to figure out. They're a finely tuned machine, right? But they they have a lot of hits and a lot of misses, a ton more misses than hits, probably. Oh yeah. But the only way to do that is like, hey, we're trying to penetrate the Latino market. Is this like we believe in this guy's in ring ability? Obviously, the guy's fucking stud in the ring. Like, if we could get him over on the mic, holy shit! Maybe again, this is all marketers and advertisers, but we could get our merchandise up, you know, eight percent here and twenty percent there, and we could get X amount of the. Uh, audience to, to tune in like we'd be doing much better um, for advertisers and all these things it goes well beyond just the thought of giving a guy a promo um, but imagine had he knocked that promo out of the park and he gets two more promos that he also knocks out of the park and then he's the face of the WWE in Mexico right so yeah. there, there's lots of stuff that goes along with it but um, yeah you could be forgotten very quickly for a promo like that yeah man Kalisto. Nice guy. I met him backstage once. Did time. you? Yeah, nice guy. Nice guy. Him and uh, Lindsay Dorado. Very nice dude. Very cool. He was like hanging out with us, uh, hanging out with us at a table uh, in the catering. Nice guy, man. It's always interesting to see like who decides to like give you the give you the time to to say hi. And, oh yeah, and all that kind of stuff, and and who doesn't. You know, it's always kind of surprising. By the way, if they were so nice, how come you never got a call back? Who? They didn't put you over. 
Yeah, I know. They must have mixed up my name with somebody else. Yeah. It's like, hey, that Kyle was a great, great Kyle guy. Have him back. Kyle was good. I liked him. That's why he got signed. Was there a Kyle that got signed? I don't know. Was there, I think there was a Kyle that got signed. Kyle O'Reilly? Oh, and shit. I, that's probably... You guys look alike. You're right. You're right. I could it have been mistaken for him. I could have been mistaken It's for a chest him. tattoo. Oh, no, Mike. You definitely look like someone who's in WWE right now. Who's that? He's uh, in the Forgotten Sons. I forget his name. He was like a military guy. Uh, and you look just like Gunner? him. Uh, the no, guy from, no, no, no. from Impact Gunner? Um, it's someone... It's, it's, he's in the same group as him, but... You look just like I'm gonna to try to find a picture of him. By the way, did you so so that what what's that Gunner guy's name in in um in in NXT? Jackson Riker. Jackson Riker. Did you see like the heat he caught? Because didn't he tweet something like he tweeted pro something, Trump? He tweeted or something? something to pro Trump. Trump. Yeah. And basically like shot himself in the foot and then shot his two like uh, faction members yeah. like in the dick because <laughs> like they they obviously caught shrapnel right? right 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 you caught shrapnel man I feel I feel bad for those dudes because it's like. Well, it's funny as the whole company is right. I mean, they're all in Trump's pocket. So, like, I would think that Triple H or whatever be like that is. Yeah, that's strange. You know I mean, like, that's strange. Hey, I mean, you got to pass, uh, brother. Uh, You're good. Uh, uh, Linda worked for his uh, cabinet, right? I, I guess. She, I yeah, she I know she was involved in in some way. And it's weird that that comment. So he he caught he caught heat from the fans on. Uh, I do. I'm not, I'm not sure who that guy's name is, but he's got gray in his beard. He's older than Mike. That's <laughs> forty three, but it's interesting that that company, who's pretty buddy buddy with Trump, one of their employees made a pro Trump comment, caught heat from the fans. Yep, and then well, he got heat from the locker room too, from like the uh, like fellow wrestlers. Yeah, which is kind of strange, also, right? You're working for a company that's pr- that's buddy buddy with Trump, that's used Trump in storylines in the va- in the past. Mm. The guy, uh, the guy. You know, he couldn't sell a stunner. By the way, by the way, Mike's wearing a four minutes of heat shirt uh, with his squid row bandana. It looks fucking awesome. I, I posted a picture. You did? Okay, yeah. cool. Because you could, let me see the shirt. Cool, cool. Let me see that. Turn over here. They have a sick logo. They do. They really nice. do. Four um, minutes of heat. They've got a Patreon and a YouTube channel. Go subscribe to them. Check them out. They've got some really good shit. I think we talked about their, uh, their match that they did last time that was, I think went to IWTV, but that was, that was really interesting. They did a they did a like a mullet versus mullet match. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But they yeah, filmed yeah. it all cinematic style. Yeah. It was real cool. Yeah. Anyway, you look like a four minutes of heat guy because you got the. Do I? Yeah, because you got the pink uh, on your bandana. Do I look like a Hogsman at all? <sighs> I mean, I don't see a Duke shirt or a Kaiju shirt or a Hogsman shirt, so sadly no. Oh, uh, okay. But anyways, yeah. So uh, that uh, <laughs> that Jackson Riker guy basically just uh, destroyed his whole faction over a tweet, which is crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of destroying, uh, we all know that uh, Jumpin' Jeff Farmer destroyed the promo, right? He did. Always. He he destroyed it from beginning to end, top to bottom, multiple times. <clears throat> he had that, that was for a company. I think it was called IPW, right, Adam? International Pro Wrestling, maybe. I don't know. I think that's absolutely what it was. definitely. I know what you're talking about. All right. Anyway, I think it was like so. This was a ter- so we saw some of the videos. We saw the matches of him and. Um, what was his name? Uh, Motley Cruz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was like a late 80s. I think it was in Arkansas. Or, I swear I read something that said Arkansas. But it was like a show that drew good fans, like for whatever territory it was in, like got good pops for the shittiest <laughs> matches and promos. Um, so I went back to the well, and I found uh, – I started looking through some of their stuff. Holy shit. So this guy here, uh, his name – 
is Richie Rouge, mm-hmm. and looks like like a smaller miniature version, like less less pretty version of Jeff Farmer. Um, he's got several promo. He's he's very he could be a cruiserweight's cruiserweight. Like if their cruiserweight had a cruiserweight division, he looks like he belongs in that. Right. Uh, he's got several promos. Some of them are are better than others, but uh, I like this one because of the content. So so let's check this out. Well, Bulldozer, I'll tell you something. You know, everybody knows there's more than one way to skin a cat. And what I did was I didn't go out there, Bulldozer, and I didn't beat you with a chain, but I hurt you where it hurts worst. And that's going out and kissing your woman. And all I did was just go out and use my southern charm on her. And, you know, I think she kind of liked it a little bit, too. You know, she's never probably had anybody take her out and, and treat her like a lady or anything. I mean, you can look at Bulldozer and you can tell he's not much of a, <laughs> not much of a ladies' man. But Bulldozer, I tell you what, like I said, I'm not going to come out and beat you with a chain, but I'll stand across the ring to you face to face, and, you know, you can come out here and scream and holler and say anything you want to say, but it just don't matter to me one way or the other. So first so first of all, this guy looks exactly like he sounds. It, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's uncanny. He, he <laughs> looks like he could be Jumpin' Jeff Farmer's brother. Well, <laughs> do you know anything about comics at all? Yeah. Do you know who Bizarro is? No, I couldn't put it. So point. Bizarro is like a Lex Luger, Lex Luger, uh, Lex Luger, Jesus Christ, Lex Luthor tried to clone Superman and fucked up big time. So he made this like, uh, like toxic Avenger version of, of of Superman who like did everything backwards and didn't have like the brain capacity to get stuff done. That's what this guy looks like in comparison to to Jeff Farmer. He's yeah. like a Bizarro version of of. Uh, of Jeff Farmer, he uh, he yeah he looks at he looks very similar to Jumpin' Jeff Farmer, and he cuts a promo like Hunter Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that was cruel. Um, this guy's wearing a, a gold genie vest. Well, that, that that's a, that's the funny thing, right? So you're like, oh, that's cruel. But like that that promo, he's trying to like say like he like hit on his opponent's girlfriend, right. and that and she I kissed her right there, and that I, she. I, and that she was like accepting of it, right? Right. And he's trying to like be like, "Yo, I like like almost like I fucked your chick." Yeah. Kind of promo, right? Like a dickhead thing. But he's too nice. Like right now, I think he's a babyface, right? He is a babyface. Like, babyface, like, but like, is that really what a babyface would say? Is like, "Hey, I took your woman out for a nice dinner, like, and she really <laughs> liked me." Well, the, the, dude, the best part is he's like, he's like, you know what? I didn't hit you with the chain, but I hit him where it hurts worse. I went out there and I kissed his woman. You know how I did it? Yeah. I did it with Southern Charm. That's all it took because no one ever took her to a nice dinner. And she's like, what the fuck are you yeah, doing? Yeah, like, and like, you and I have like been with Hunter when he's cutting promos. Right. And that's like the kind of stuff Hunter says. Like, he he, he doesn't have like a mean bone really in his, in his body. Right. Like, and you're always like, God damn it, Hunter. Fucking like. You want to hurt this guy. Unleash, unleash, you know, the, the, the fury. And. He just he's like he always like uh, it's almost like when you first do promos like when you go to school and you're doing promos and they're like oh well a baby face has got to be very nice about it and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and uh, like that's the kind of like stuff like that Hunter hasn't like been able to uh, to break yet is like that initial training of like be a baby face mm-hmm. uh, promo and, and be nice and all that kind of stuff when really you know you can at a certain point break I'm just through. glad he's not here to defend himself let's keep digging in on Hunter what else do we have. Uh, I'm right here, Devin. <laughs> oh shit! Hey, well, welcome to the show, Hunter. No, but that's that, 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 that's just like one thing. Like, 
Hunter, like you watch him do a promo and you're like, dude, unleash, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unleash. Like, Get this, a little unhinged. Yeah, this guy just like, you know, he pissed you off and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I mean, eventually, I think one day he'll he'll be able to to do that. But it's just so, sometimes it's funny because you're watching Hunter do this and, and it's just like, uh, come on, man. You're just like, you want to strangle him. And yeah. Like slap him across the face to like get him riled up a little right. bit. Right. Well, R- Richie Rouge got a little riled up. He he looks like a he looks like a you know a bad cloned version of Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. He's about four inches shorter than him. He's got a Karen haircut and he's got a gold genie vest on. Uh, it, it, props to uh, IPW for having guys named like Jumpin' Jeff Farmer and Richie Rouge yeah. and Bulldozer and Motley yeah. Cruz, like some great fucking names in there. And gentlemen, watch out for Mr. Rouge because he's Mr. Take your take your girl out for a nice steak dinner. Yeah. Uh, oh, he'll call op- her again. Open the door for her and give her a kiss on the cheek at yeah, night. Oh, dude, he'll kiss anyone on the cheek at the end of the night. It doesn't matter. If, even, if he's, if he, even if he doesn't want to go out with her again, he'll still kiss her on the cheek at the end of the night. Exactly. exactly. Um, Richie Rouge. So this guy, by the way, you're going to see more of him. For for one hundred percent sure about that, this guy's got so much shit that I want to I want to show you. Um, go look at if if you if you get bored, go look this company up though. It's it's really sad to see some you know these are their stars right? These are the guys that they're advertising on TV. Like hey, come to our show. They're trying to lure you in. Come to our show. We have Richie Rouge and yeah. and Jumpin' Jeff Farmer, and the crowd is fucking eating it up. You watch these matches online, the, cl- the crowd is blowing up for these guys. These guys were crowd favorites. So, um, I mean, they were obviously onto something at the time for the territory they were in. Um, but it, it, it's funny stuff. We'll see more of Richie Rouge. And we have one last uh, promo for, what did you call it, the Kaiju promo class corner of the Kaiju. And uh, this one, it, I think their name is, I think their name, it's a tag team again. I really liked our tag team last week. So this one is called, I think, Tribal Nation. I could be wrong about that. Is that what I sent you, Adam? That's what it says on the YouTube video. All right, let's check this out. Tribal Nation are the most underrated team in the world. But I guarantee, Gary Hart, we're coming after you. Well, I know, I know that Gary has been down here promoting this this Helsinki formula uh, where he grew his hair back or something after Fritz von Erich shaved his head in Texas Stadium some years ago. Do you guys have the same thing in mind? Well, I'll tell you what, Gary Hart's done it once and for all. He stuck his nose in the Tribal Nation's business. Tribal Nation is up on the top. We're going to the top of the totem pole. But Gary Hart, tell you what, you have that pretty hair. It's going to come plumb off. Bring Stick any team you want. Bring any team you want. Any combination. Gary Hart, we're coming after your scout. They're going to the top now, of the totem pole. That's all I know. Is they going to the top of the that totem pole? That was a so that's a tag team and what are the, what are they called again? I think from I think they're called Tribal Nation. All right, so they are a Native American gimmick. Uh, one of them, the guy who uh, who was first talking and he did the Indian call, uh, the, the the mouth thing. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. He is wearing a head. Save dress. that clip. <laughs> we get you canceled. <laughs> well, this is the funny thing. He, well, that's what he was doing. Uh, I know, I know. He's wearing a headdress, a Native, a Native American headdress, and he's he's got a American flag. I know with him, which seems to me like, I, I, and I don't know, like if that's does that really no, it's funny. It, you know, when we were talking about Great American Bash, and like I was talking about patriotic wrestlers, I was like, you know, to Tomko, he's he's a Native American, like that's, and he's you know he's very obviously Native American, and that's like a very prideful thing, and like that's that's part of American history. You think about the frontier. 
Um, but I would never fucking expect Tatanka to come out with, <laughs> with an American flag. So that was that was quite quite a clash to see full full face paint on these two uh, part of this tag team, and then waving the American flag like they're Jim Duggan. Yeah, and then homeboy, uh, the guy that come in, came in second, I didn't get his name. Uh, obviously not the mouthpiece of the tag team, but uh, <laughs> hey, man. That was a rough one. Uh, sticking their no- uh, nose where uh, tribal's nation's business. That was rough. <clears throat> you know, some of these, again, y- y- well, first of all, people get pissed that the WWE scripts these promos, right? Yeah. <laughs> then you have mishaps like... Kalisto, and that could have been scripted too. Um, <clears throat> but you also look at guys like this who couldn't cut a promo to save their life, and you go, well, we don't want that going out to 3.5 million people. So we want them to have something to say. But the problem is, when I watch this, I almost think, again, this could have been a promo that was, you know, they talked about the uh, the, the the totem pole at the end. So uh, to me, I'm thinking like, okay, this was maybe scripted for them or not, if not scripted, like someone gave them the idea. Like, here's the idea. Here's where I want you to go with this promo. Mm-hmm. So as he starts saying, he goes, I know I got to hit totem pole and I have to hit... Uh, taking, was it? His, taking his hair off. Taking right? his hair off, right? And he had these two points that he had to hit and just got fucking lost. But God, that was bad. That was on like an ESPN classic. So I don't know what the actual... Uh, promotion was for this but the guy who was doing the interview also was terrible like that he didn't clue in at all he was going into business for himself on that he didn't hook them up with any good cues was talking you know he was telling a story about gary hart who got scalped or not scalped his head was shaved and you know what i mean having a miracle growth and then he didn't set him up very well so it could have been done much better from even the guy giving them the cues that's like one of my pet peeves too like on the independent levels is like commentators when they're like you know commentating during the match you watch the video afterwards or something like that and like they're trying to put themselves over mm-hmm. harder than like what's going on in the in the in the match Fuck, i oh, dude. I, I always because everybody wants to be the heel commentator right and it's like, man, sometimes you like they'll they'll sometimes take like personal knowledge of the wrestler and and slide it in there to uh, commentating. And it's like, guys, you understand the fans do not understand what that means. Yeah, right? dude, that reminds me of something so shitty. I was wrestling for, <clears throat> I think it was Future Star. Yeah, it was Future Stars, and I was I was up there with uh, Rick Ellis, and he was actually for some reason we were tagging against each other, or we were yeah we were in a tag team match against each other at one mm-hmm. of their Samstown shows, big you know big ass shows. Yeah, yeah. And um, beforehand, this is one of those times where I tried to get gear done that it just didn't work out. Like, the gear looked like shit. Um, And part of it was my idea. Like, part of it was like, okay, after seeing this implemented, this is an awful fucking design. Mm -hmm. But it was uh, uh, like the Padres, 1984 colors. It was white with, like, you know, the brown outline. It was just supposed to be like a nod. I was mainly going to be wearing it here in San Diego. So it's got the orange and yellow and brown and mainly white. and uh, so, so I wore it out there, and people were calling it like candy corn or some shit. I think it was like close to uh, Halloween. <laughs> but afterwards, I just got fucking buried on the mic by Disco Inferno. Like, oh, really? fucking like the real absolutely. Disco Inferno? Dude, I was so mad. I never, I mean, I looked like shit. I, I, I had lost a ton of weight. I was super fucking skinny. Um, and like, I just looked like a real skinny kid who was wearing candy corn. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> You know, looking back, like probably probably a real bad look to wear to that show. Um, but I just, you know, you're talking about guys getting themselves over on the mic, and I was like, dude, motherfucker! Like, 
You jo- even if you're the heel, right? Like you can say some heelish shit without fucking burying yeah. someone yeah. on the mic. And I actually remember being so pissed about that. But yeah, um, that I was, was a, I was a goober. <laughs> I looked like a fucking goober. I'll tell you that now. Looking back at that match, I'm like, wow, that was that was a terrible look. Yeah, that's happened to me a couple times. And um, I've 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 rewatched my matches with the comment with the commentating and. Uh, it's just like motherfucker stick to the match stick to what the promoter paid you to do and that's talk about what's going on in the match put your input a little bit you know but you know put over the face as much as you can Mm -hmm. get the face over and then act like you know the heel is like the dastardly bat you know like and i i i can't stand it when like commentators just go just try to put their you know they they try to get themselves over they go into business for themselves just be educated on the talent that's yeah. one of the other things I see because I've commentated a couple of shows, but like I would know, like I was part of the promoting team of the show, so yeah. I knew all the people on the show. So like, but if you're gonna commentate a show, know the wrestlers, like ask them questions before the show, like what do you call this move? What do you call that move? Familiarize yourself a little bit, yeah, because I mean, otherwise you come off looking like a mark just calling moves. So call them something you've seen buster. on WWE, like you see a spine buster, and you're like, "Oh, it's a rock spine buster!" Like you look like such a fucking mark. Oh yeah, yeah. Allah, Allah, Allah the Rock. Yeah, like, when somebody doesn't move and they go, Allah the Rock. However, I will say one show I commentated, Devin won a title. I did yell, at "Mrs. Sparks, baby boy, did it." So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, pet peeve, pet peeve. I have, I, I just it bothers me, man, because it's like, ah, you're just destroying everything. We're, like the person and I are in the ring are trying to work for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Commentating. Yeah. yeah but you know, also, you know what? Even like, cause you know, we're in the indie, like we're on the indies. Right. And it's a lot of last minute things. Like sometimes people are like, I need a commentator for this match or, you know, something like that. Even if you don't know the background, really just call what's going on in the yeah. match. Then, you know, don't, don't try and like take some, like, you know, don't try and just put yourself over and, and take some personal jabs that you know of these wrestlers in the back, you know, like to be like, oh yeah, I got you out there on the, and it's like, yo, dude, everybody wants to be famous. How exactly. do you, how do you feel about um, live commentary over the PA system? I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it. <laughs> and the people that the, the, the people that are doing it need to be very trusted that they can be you know like trusted to, to to call the action in the ring and not try and put their own stupid bland of comedy in it that it's like yeah you're not funny dude see it's so weird because whenever i'd go to a, a wwe show when i was a kid um like a house show or even like a raw there was no commentary you couldn't hear anything you're just watching and yeah. all you hear is the bombs. it's weird yeah. it's very weird yeah, it's not it's anything like the experience you get on tv and i always get so mad i'm like why can't they play them over the loudspeakers like i want to hear what they have to say so I can, you know, you're following the match, but you also want to hear the story behind it and all that yeah. good stuff. Um, and then you go to some of these indie shows where they're doing it live. You're like, this is awful. Turn it the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't no. want to hear that. You want know what I'm saying? If, if, if a promotion's going to do that, they have to be very trust. They have to have a lot of trust in the, in the people that they hire to do it. And those people that are being hired to, to commentate on the in-ring action, learn when to shut the fuck up. You know, like if somebody's doing intros, you know, or, or, you know, like, like if you and I have our uh, introduction, right, you do, you do the introduction, shut the fuck up, realize the people that are in the ring right now are talking, do not talk over them. And as soon as they're done, they've put the microphone down and it's, it, it, the bell is rung. Now it's your time to, to chime in. Other than that, or if, uh, 
if you're trying to say something in the ring, right? Don't talk over what you're trying to say. Right. Uh, it, it has to be very. There, there needs to be a lot of trust involved. And if you're, if somebody is going to have live commentary, just if I was a promoter, I'd be like, listen, here's the rules. Uh, during introductions, don't say a goddamn thing. If the talent in the ring has a mic, don't fucking say a thing. If you see a wrestler trying to harass the crowd, to, or a heel wrestler trying to harass the crowd, get a little bit of of heat. Hey, yeah, don't interrupt that. Don't interrupt him. Say, you know, let him say whatever he says, and then when he's done doing that, then you can take you can take back over. It's a, yeah, I don't know. It, it probably can be done correctly, but you just have to find the right people. Yeah, I did a couple um, Santino Bros when they had their their shows inside their uh, training center, or whatever. They yeah. did live commentary over the top for a while there. I don't know if they always did, but I was fine with that. Because the crowd was so small, you know what I mean? It's such a small space. You're like, yeah. okay, this is making noise. I can call shit in the ring over it. And I didn't mind that. So there's there's ways where it's done tactfully um, or tastefully. And it's you know it's nice enough where it's not interfering with the match and things like that. But uh, uh, for the most part, I'm, I'm very out. Have you ever done it? Uh, have you ever done a commentating? Not like live commentating during the match, but like for TV and had the headset on where they're like telling you to do stuff like say no stuff. have you yeah i've done that what i bet wcwc yeah really yeah it's crazy. how weird it's crazy because like they're te- they're talking to you to like hey say this or uh make reference to this or something and you're just like you're trying to talk but also listen at the same time it's a skill man and i'm sure a lot of those like you know bigger promotions that, that that's what they have going on jr you know, all, oh yeah, they all absolutely the, do. All the WWE and Impact and all those guys, AEW, they probably have all those guys in their ear trying to trying to say something. It's a, it's a talent, man. <clears throat> well, I'm 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 100% deaf in my left ear, so that would be very. I would I would probably take the earpiece off and I would just talk into the mic. If I if I had someone screaming in my ear, I'd be like, this is not happening. I'm I'm putting it down. I'm just talking into the mic and that's it. And I'll hold the rest. Rest of the headphones in my hand because I wouldn't be able to handle it. I can't. I cannot fucking hear it and someone else and try to talk. It won't work. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's definitely a talent. It's uh, something that you uh, and there's guys that do it very well. Um, uh, Christian Cole, he's a uh, Southern California guy. He does a, a very good job at it. Um, a, a, the gentleman up in um, at WCWC, he's a Florida guy. His name's Blake Chadwick. Also, another guy that does a great job of uh, commentating so those are two guys that I know of that I've worked with that I know like they're solid and like they're like that's what they want to do you know they're not like guys that just got put into that position like, right. these are guys that came up wanting to be uh, ring announcers or commentators or play by play guys so yeah they do. those are two guys that I know by the way I just want to put something over real quick <clears throat> um, uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood mm-hmm. has had a lot of people go from their interview position um, or their or their referee position and make it either yeah. the WWE or New Japan and that's it's it's <clears throat> you know you think of like a feeder system they have been a feeder system for some of the top companies in the U S and and well I guess over the in the world for a while yeah um, not just for talent but for commentating interviewing um, yeah. referees and that's that's kind of a strange thing like a strange feat to have but it's good for them well let's see you have uh, Kathy Kelly right she got uh, she got hired on by NXT she mm-hmm. recently left not too long ago but she got hired on she was a championship uh, wrestling girl mm-hmm. you have uh, Johnny Laquasto mm-hmm. he got hired on mm-hmm. by NXT um, uh, the serial girl yeah, uh, there's another girl that got Marino? no no Kathy Capanelli 
Mm-hmm. That's her real name. The name I just said. Is oh, is that her real name? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Or that's the name she goes by on Twitter. She got hired on. Unfortunately, <clears throat> she got hired on right before all this COVID stuff. Right. So last hired, first fired. Right. Um, you got Odie as a ref who was signed. Who did he get signed to? I thought he did. Wasn't he doing New Japan stuff? Uh, he was doing a lot of Evolve stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, Jeremy Marcus, one of my favorite refs. Yeah, he's, he's... He's a New Japan guy. Okay, I thought they were both doing New Japan. And then I... I'm not sure. I, I'm not 100% sure. I know uh, Odie was doing a lot for Evolve. Okay. And then Nick Bonanno. Mm-hmm. I think he's doing a little bit of New Japan stuff, too. He is, yeah. 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 So. All right. I, I, at least I... Again, <laughs> this is kind of a good problem. They've become so successful that it all blends together. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, okay. Yeah, I think I think that sounds right. Yeah. But it's kind of crazy to like see... You know, obviously, like, you know, you think of people getting signed and all that kind of stuff. You think of the wrestlers yeah. and ring talent. But, no, like, uh, Championship, uh, they've been able to, you know, get a lot of guys. Yeah, no, they became jobs. a legit feeder system for everyone. Else. And not, I mean, obviously, you've got guys that were killing it before Hollywood and outside of Hollywood or Ring of Honor. But guys like Sky mm-hmm. um, that have made it. And, I mean, so many. Peter. So, Peter got. Peter. P- yeah, Peter, I think, probably got signed pr- pretty much from Hollywood. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of guys that have made it from Hollywood that, again, but it seems like for whatever reason, behind the scenes or um, the commentators, interviewers, referees, there's a lot of, I guess, I don't know, maybe they're doing they're doing it right. I don't know how you train that, but I guess just working the television style, working the earpieces and yeah. Yeah. the time limits, the cameras, everything that's involved, it's not easy. Yeah. No, I, I Jerry Marcus, I, I really like him. Whenever I'm on a show with him, I usually find myself chatting with him prior to the show for a while. He's mm-hmm. a good dude, man. I really like him. He's always just been like, you know, it's always great to have like a a good referee mm-hmm. in the ring with you. To you know, and, and it sucks because you know a lot of these smaller promotions, they might just put like a trainee, mm-hmm. like a kid that's uh that's wrestling uh. uh you know, training to become a pro wrestler, and they they need somebody to to referee that night. And it's always nice when you have like a real legit referee in there with you. What's so weird is I look at it and I'm like, if I was asked to ref a match, I think I could do it no problem. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. think I would do it no problem. Try not to keep any you know attention on yourself, and just get the job done. And I feel like that. Would, it, but the, you know, you talk about these trainees too, and I'm like, dude, the one thing I when I was training that I knew how to do was referee a match. You know what I mean? You would think, but who the fuck knows how terrible you would have been back then? I don't think I've ever had to referee a match, and I like to think that I would be okay. But it's one of those things that you know, it's 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 an you know, it's an art form, just like the wrestling. Like you got to play into what's happening in the ring, and and the and the 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 referees really obviously. If if you and I are wrestling, right? We've already gone over the match. Mm-hmm. We've had we understand like what we're multiple times because you can't call it in the ring exactly. Um, but the referee is usually knows the finish, mm-hmm. and maybe if there's a little bit of shenanigans mm-hmm. going on. But other than that, they have to kind of react to just what they see in front of them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it takes a it takes a special uh, person to want to do that. Um, you know, it's crazy. I uh, uh, Brian Hebner was a referee up at WCWC, mm-hmm. and I remember prior to one of the shows, I saw him. He was in the ring with with the referees for mm-hmm. WCWC and almost doing like a seminar. Oh wow! And I was like, "Well, fucking like this is like a like a free seminar." Like, yeah, you good know. for him. And I uh, I was like, "Well, fucking hey, I got in the ring and I I you know I, I listened in right there because I was like, dude, 
I need to know like what the referees need to do. You know, like maybe he's got something he can tell me, and I can tell a referee that you know is down here in Southern California or something like that. Right? Well, it's so funny, but not even not even that. I remember we've had this conversation where you're like, dude, if the WWE WWE came to me and approached me for a, a ref gig, one hundred percent, and they're like, hey, dude, it's you know whatever they they get paid it's seventy five thousand a year. Do you want to be a referee? You're like. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'll do that. Yes. I don't give a shit. Sure. You, they, they take pretty good care of their referees, yeah. too. Yeah. If, if, if WWE came to you right now and said, hey, uh, your, your wrestling days are, are behind you. You're going to be a referee now. We, needed a, we need a bearded, tatted-up, ponytailed referee. I'd be like, yes. They would definitely tell you to shave, though. I, of course, yeah. But they would be like, yes. Yeah. Or I would be like, yes, I, 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 will, I will accept that position. Um, but you know who was in that little seminar? You Hear know that, who, Regal? They'll yeah. do it. <laughs> I'm, unfortunately, I'm too big. Um, <laughs> we need you to lose about 30 pounds. I, I, I can't lose height. can't lose height. That's a big thing. Um, you know who was in that little seminar? Ref Barefoot. Uh, that, she, used to, she used to work at, at WCWC was uh, Aubrey Edwards, right? The uh, AEW girl. Mm, good Chris term. Jericho's personal referee now. Oh, really? really? Wow, she wrestles awesome. all his matches. So she, uh, yeah, she was a... Uh, she rest, she she refereed up at WCWC a lot, um, and then yeah. Next thing I know, it's like she was on AEW, and I was like, God damn, yo. But she was very. She always had her notebook, always asking Brian uh, questions. And did you like? I'm not a notebook guy. I don't take notes when it comes to like seminars or mm-hmm. anything like that. I kind of just, I, I'm able to kind of like lock it in, I guess. Yeah. Um, were, did you ever take notes? Um, afterwards, yeah, if there's something I did. I always have my notebook in my bag. If there's something I wanted to remember, I'd write it down. But it was never in the ring. It was never uh, <clears throat> at a seminar. It was just later, you know, filter everything through. Oh, I, I want to know this. Yeah. Um, when uh, when Danny and I were training with TJ Perkins uh, and he would come down, I'd have my notebook. We'd do like – it was like a basically we'd do the in-ring work every time. Yeah. And then afterwards, we'd ask him questions for like a half hour to like an hour. Q&A. Yeah, and I'd take notes on that stuff. He'd yeah, stay just, for like two hours sometimes and just yeah. talk to us. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I just – I never uh, – I mean, it's probably just the way I, I learn. Like, I'm not that's probably why I wasn't good enough. You know, maybe you school. just can't learn. Maybe because um, you've been stuck in second gear for a while. What second gear mean? Oh, I mean, there's like what four gears, five gears, six gears in a car. You, bitch, you if Mike's in second gear, what gear are you in? Exactly. Oh, dude, I'm coasting. I'm in neutral. <laughs> I'm in neutral, and I'm on. I'm on the PA. I'm yelling that out the car. That basically fell, falling out. <laughs> I'm pushing the car. Uh, but yeah, I, I just have never like I know like when I used to go to seminars, I would see people around me like taking notes and stuff, and I'd be like, I, I wouldn't even know what to write down really. And they're like, We're, you're never getting signed, ever. Is that what they said? That's what they said. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, I gotta ask Adam this though because that was news to me about the personal referee. Is this like? I've never even thought about this, but is this like a, a starting pitcher with whatever catcher they want for the day where they get to choose their No, ref? it's just his personal preference. He just likes having her ref his matches because they work well together. But I is guess. that a thing in the WWE too where like, hey, I only want to work with this ref? Uh, I know that Flair obviously always said Charles Robinson ref his matches. And, uh, yeah, I, have no idea. I don't think normally it's a thing. Mm. But I mean, if you look back, like someone told me once that Teddy Long was like Kane's personal ref for a long time. Like any Kane match, it would always be Teddy Long refing stuff like that. So uh, like it, it happens, but I don't know how. See, I always thought it was just by seniority. Like, okay, you get the main, you get the semi-main, you get the fucking, you know, the match. You get the matches that have. But sometimes the, you you'll see refs refing matches that are in the main event. And you're like, I've seen that guy once tonight. Uh, this is the only match I've seen him. So yeah. I don't really know how it works. Interesting. 
Yeah, it was. I, I always loved having Hebner as my ref because he was just on top of things, just like, dropping names. He just knew dropped uh, those names. He knew what he was doing, man. He knew what he was doing. Was, I was actually happy when I got uh, Rick Knox as a referee one time too. Nice. Like, cool man Rick's a cool guy yeah nice um, guy. I remember I had no idea who he was the first time he refed one of my matches and it was done I was like you're a really good ref <laughs> 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 what a dumb piece of shit there oh, guys, I, I, I uh, you know like he's like I, thanks I've said it multiple times like there was a kid named Alex who was a tra- who, he, he, he trained for a long time at SoCal Pro and then he became a wrestler and then he fell more into the referee he became very good like he you know he, you saw the progression because I remember him refing early, and it wasn't as good. But as he, you know, got in there and got some matches under his belt, he, he became a very good referee, man. So, and even like uh, Steve, remember Steve from? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was good. From SoCal Pro, he was awesome too, man. And then he, then he moved away. But yeah, man, it's always nice when you have the third man in there and, and you can trust them. And because man, there's some cats you get in there with, and, and you're just like fucking a, you know, like you're trying to tell them like what to do, and they just don't get oh, it. Jesus, and they're like miss, they're like missing like important stuff. So remember when you hit me in the head with a chair when I was a ref? No, I didn't. You certainly did on purpose. It was like the first West Coast show. On purpose? I mean, the spot was I was grabbing the chair and you let it go and hit me in the face as the ref. Was I supposed to? Yeah. Oh, then I did my job. Yeah, sounds like. Good, good job. Yeah, thanks. Job. So what you were saying is good job. Yes. You could have said it in less words than what you said. You could have said <laughs> that's true. That's true. But I was a terrible ref. So in the beginning, um, the, I tried to get him. He was training to be a wrestler. We talked about this previously. Where he, I think Adam really has to piss. So I'm going to stretch it out as long oh, as I can. Oh, okay. Um, he was training training to be a wrestler. You remember his story? Broke his collarbone doing a something in a, a basic three quarter roll. Yeah. Three quarter roll in a Davy Richards seminar. Um, <clears throat> he still uses that hand for the computer, so he's okay now. Yeah. He uses the hand when he's doing the producer stuff. Um, him and Keith, uh, he wrestled under Keith Hall, right? Robert Hall. Robert Hall. Shit, my bad. Wrestled under Robert Hall. Great fucking wrestler. He trained with uh, Danny, uh, Rick Ellis, all the time. Really great. It just for whatever reason, what didn't take it seriously enough. I, I don't. I don't remember why. I don't know if he didn't go to training enough or what. But he, just natural ability was there. He's um, planning a comeback. Is he? Yeah. Jesus You'll Christ. You'll see him at Level Up Studios very soon. Okay. All right. We'll see him there. Um, anyway, I wanted these guys to team as a, a Mormon tag team. Hmm. And I, what did I have? What did I, did we I, did it. You did it for one show, right? I did it with somebody else. He ended that's up doing. He did the, your Donnelly's gimmick. That was that's right. for him. I wanted them to be the Latter-day Saints. Uh-huh. And the only reason why... Is I just thought that was I thought that, that for religions that's a sick. He wanted sounding, us to come to bikes, come with like bikes. I wanted him to come on like, bikes and hand out pamphlets and shit to the crowd because I'm like no one's gonna cheer for them. They're gonna be and good. we did it and one show and then I don't know what happened, but I we think, were gonna have a match with like uh, SoCal Crazy and Chimera and some yeah, other I don't team. know. I don't remember who. It was. I, I had two ideas. I had the Latter Day Saints, which I still think is fucking great. I'm sure someone's offended by that. Um, and then uh, the other one was I wanted the Mark the Marx Brothers or the Mark Brothers or something like that. And it was just like, it was just like, you know, like pick a name, you know, Mark, I don't know, something Mark and something Mark or like Mark whatever and Mark whatever. <clears throat> and then the deal would be like, they're just wrestling fans. So they're just trainees, like they're training, <laughs> but they'd wear like John Cena shirts and like the only one would wear like an Undertaker shirt. And their whole moveset would be just like John Cena and the Undertaker. 
and they would That's just good. lose every match. I, like I do too. I want someone to do it so bad. They were both. They were like, both these ideas are fucking dog shit. I like hate their, them. Their their entrance is they come out of the seats and they jump the rail, like they jump <laughs> the railing. You know, like. <laughs> No, I had him coming out to like in my head it would be like, Oh, you're coming out to you're coming out to Cena's music. Or you're coming out to Triple A. So they're just like ah! just marking out to this shit. And they get in the ring and they do this they you know, they do their favorite wrestler's entrance and all their moves. What's your move set? Uh, I do a rock bottom, a stunner, a pedigree. I do but would these be competitive matches or all squashes? Because <laughs> I don't that? think those guys could really have competitive matches. No, they would, I be, think all they would all be squashes. They'd yeah. get squashes, but any any uh any offense they got in would have to be a finish. Like, <laughs> it would have to be a choke slam or a rock bottom. That'd be that's good stuff, man. I, I wanted like it that. to happen so I bad. Like they were that. both so those bullshit is stupid. I'm like, whatever, man, it'd be over. That'd be over as fuck today. I think it would be. Yeah. I think it would be. I wish I knew I wish I had the the, the stuff I knew today and I wish I could just go back in time and because well, I would have done that shit and just been like, yeah, let's do this. If I had getting on a show, that's if, all. If I was in charge of a of a team like that, I would, yeah, like you said, like they get their asses kicked. Yeah. Right? But every time they do get, they have a, an opportunity for offense. Yeah. They try and hit like a signature. Yes. Team. Yes. But I would have that person. I would have one person of the team constantly trying to hit a people's elbow <laughs> but yet like they keep getting cut off right like they keep getting every like, time like a motherfucker moves or like they just take too long and they end up getting clotheslined on the way back but like and then finally when they do like that big match when oh the crowd would pop so fucking big he does hit that people's elbow man the crowd would just be just i, I would love yeah or even as a tag team they're always trying to hit the 3d right they're just always yeah, trying to hit 3d yeah. it never happens they always get stopped you know speared or whatever stops it but I'm telling you, I, I think today that would be a good. We're gonna talk to. Uh, we have to talk to. Ben. Oh my god, I have so many good ideas, man. But like, I'm telling you, like, the, could you imagine if if one of the wrestlers they they like kept going for like a stone cold stunner? And, oh, like, every time they would do the finger, the kick, and then go <laughs> every for it. time. And but instead of like hitting a stunner, they keep getting like German or like yep. blue thunder bombed or yep. like you know like oh man. And then finally you you, you know you, you get you get these guys. In there in a big match for a championship belt, mm -hmm. and they hit all this stuff, everything all the stuff that they keep going for in the past. God, but I'm telling you, but has the Matt wrestling, yep, yep. But I'm telling you, the name it's the Marx Brothers. I'm like, yeah, Dude, that's funny. perfect, it's good stuff. Man. It's I perfect. Like so someone we got to get we got to get Benny to do this with some of the green guys. God, I might just can we do just can ditch, we do it? Can we just dish the Hogsman stuff? Yeah, fuck the Hogsman. Become the Marks. The Marks podcast. The Marks. I'm telling you, man, and I'm telling you, if the, if a WWE ever wants to hire me, is like a on-screen talent that doesn't wrestle, I will be Mark Smart, and the whole gimmick, the whole gimmick will be uh, referring to last week. I don't know, <laughs> I, I didn't like the pairing you had on that. That just didn't work. They didn't have the good good chemistry. I don't. I don't. I, ooh, really, you're gonna book him against him? He just he just lost to this guy last week. Ugh, gross. <laughs> How did he get a title shot? And they just refer to you. They just refer to you. Uh, so he he already lost to him. Yeah, you can't have him wrestle him. That doesn't make any sense. Well, who should he wrestle? Well, if it was me booking the show, <laughs> he would, uh, you know. Anyway, the Marx Brothers and Mark Smart. I think it's a good idea, man. And I like that. I like that. I think, <sighs> I think, I think that's going to happen in the future. I think you have the ability right now to form a tag team uh, with some, some students and be like, listen, guys, you're fucking Marks anyways. Yep. All right. Here it is, for, and that's the thing, man. Everybody like what? 
I, I've seen this happen before, man. Like a promotion brings in a, a new a new a trainee, like you know, lets them debut and all that kind of stuff, and uh, they wanted this trainee to lose for a year. Oh yeah, he wanted to lose every match, and this trainee was like, he needed to get a win under his uh, his belt, and uh, and blew the whole storyline just just so you get some wins, and uh, but it's like, man, that's such like a. Uh, what do you say? Like a like a he, he didn't look at the long term, right? The long term payoff uh, was short sighted. Is that what? Mm-hmm, he, that, mm-hmm. So he he was being short sighted. Like I need to win tonight, right? You know, I need some cheers. I need people to think that I can actually like win this predetermined match. And it's right. like, man, you just blew like this this big payoff down the road. It would have been like a lot more you know memorable and all that kind of stuff. I would just like to let any promoter out there know that I would lose for two years if you'd book me on your shows. Man, I lose a lot more matches than I probably win, but like, it's like whatever, dude. It's predetermined, man. Pay me. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm trying. I, I think I used to be that way, and then I started winning belts and stuff, and I was like, ugh, gross. Take gross. these belts back. <laughs> I'm gonna forget them at home if you don't keep them with you. You know what Tommy Wilson told me one time? He he had he enjoys more, like say like on a big blow off match being the person that loses mm-hmm. than the person that that wins because that there's a, that that's the, your job is to get this person over if you're a heel and it's a big blow-off match and you're gonna lose and this is the opportunity for this newer uh baby face wrestler to like really make like a, a name or even just if it's a, if it's a good storyline he said he always enjoyed that and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Like, I never, I, I hadn't experienced it. And finally, I did get the ability to, uh, the opportunity to start doing that, you know, like losing bigger matches and, and getting a, a, hopefully a good reaction out of the crowd because you lost. And it is a good feeling, man. It is a good feeling knowing, like, this was my idea. This is the finish that I wanted, and it worked. And now he just loses tons and tons of matches. Well, you know, if you're good at something, you got to keep doing it, unfortunately. So. That's true. It's true. It's you know true. what? I, I think I've already brought this up too. Like, if you look at the trainers now for the performance center, who are they? Oh, fuck, I don't know. Regal, Norman Smiley, Robbie Brookside. These guys that were never Shawn like Shawn Michaels. Uh, I mean, I'm talking like like I don't know. Like, I think he's more of like the advanced trainer. Oh, you're talking about like the beginners. I'm talking yeah, like yeah. I'm talking about like the guys that like are probably in there like day to day. You know, like you got a. Uh, well, Sean's in there day to day. I don't know about that. Like, you know, maybe, but he's working with more of the polished guys, right? Yeah. Like, he's he's not like he he he's working with like he's like the uh, senior year kind of guy, right? So uh, you have what William William Regal, Robbie Brookside, Norman Smiley, uh, Matt Bloom. These are guys that were never like huge in the business, but they were good workers, right? They were solid workers. They went out there, they did the job. And it's like these are the guys that are now training the next generation. You don't have Stone Cold Steve Austin in there. You don't have The Rock. You don't have uh, Hogan in there training guys. You have these guys that were just the, the the fucking foundation, right? Because they had to go in there and they had to work. Well, also for them, I mean, part of the problem is they were kind of a cheat code, right? With Austin and The Rock and Flair and all these guys. Like if you had Hogan, let's say you had a Hogan training school full of guys, it's not going to work the same. Because what you're telling them, like you, they'll they'll have some shit that no one else can offer. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. how to get the crowd in the palm of their hand, things like that. But 
they're not going to be able to pull it off. If Hogan was like, here's all you got to do, brother. <laughs> they start punching you, and you fucking shake your head. And you shake your fucking head, and you just keep shaking it. And then you rev up, and you go around the ring, and then you put your big finger out, and you say, you! You know what I mean? Like, that shit's not going to work. Obviously, that's not how they would train them, but they just don't have the charisma that they would have. So, like, the things that a Regal could offer or a Brookside could offer versus what a, a Hogan could offer, like even though we would put them on this pedestal and say that they're the best that ever existed in this sport as far as like drawing money, mm-hmm. merch, prom- promos, whatever the case is, that's not the foundation that people have to have. Like those, are, they have the intangible that most people will never have. And that if, they, if they're taught the basics or the, the base for this, you know, career, the intangible will come out at some point or another. Yeah, yeah. You know what's the thing about like, how long have we been going for? We've been going for a while. Yeah, and I gotta piss real fucking bad too. So last thing, let's talk about like cheat codes, right? You're talking about cheat codes. You got wrestlers that are independent wrestlers, right? They came in, they went to a local school or they went to a wrestling school, uh, and they had to work for years and years and years to really fine tune how good they are, right? Mm-hmm. They, they went all over the place, and then you bring in, you know, WWE brings in these uh, these coll- collegiate you know, mm-hmm. athletes, uh, yeah. you know, very athletic people with athletic backgrounds, you know, all these kind of medals and trophies and accolades and all that kind of stuff. And they go, Hey, we're going to make something out of you because you're athletic, right? You have the cheat code, right? You're athletic. Let's get in here. But they, do you see like a problem with that? Because you're the amount of experience from learning from the ground up from like an indie promotion to working like dry, you know, long drives, to working uh, promotions all around, like, you know, uh, hopefully around the country, hopefully around the world. The experience uh, gained from that. Do you think that, do you think you can train that to the person who's got the cheat code? No. That's what I think, too. Also, if I ever get um, called in for a a tryout, I want to bring whatever titles I'm holding at the time. (laughs) (laughs) And walk in wearing all of them for everything. Um, just to be shown the door as quick as fucking right possible. before, right, right when you find out you have a tryout, you just hit up all the promotions. Yeah, you know. I'm getting a tryout, dude. Let me hey, get your belt. Listen, man, uh, I need that title. <laughs> give, me, give, me a, give me a match real quick. Listen, as soon as I'm, done I'll pay with you. This, we'll drop them all back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got to go in there like Ultimo Dragon. Yeah, exactly. Go in there. Can you cut your promo for us? <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah. Hold on. How much are you gonna pay me? Hold on. Let me get let me get all these let me get all these titles on real fast. Can you do some forward rolls? I'm like, can you hold this? <laughs> do you see these three belts around my waist? You think I can do a goddamn forward roll? I can't bend right now. What's wrong with you? <laughs> anyway, I am gonna piss my pants, so we gotta all cut right. this off. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys listening to uh, this episode of the Hogsman Pod. Go follow us on Instagram at Hogsman Pod, Twitter at Hogsman Pod. Go listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and then uh, leave a, a review for us. Yeah. Wait, have we had wait. any reviews lately? No, we haven't. If you leave a super sweet review, we'll we'll uh, I don't know do something. We'll shout you out on the show. And once again, fuck Andy Brown. Yep. Thanks again, Pub. Pub beer, cheap fun beer. What's up? Um, what the fuck what are you, are you doing, Adam? Adam? God damn, what? Did you, were you? I don't know what he's doing. All right, this is why you're not a producer. What else do we have? Uh, is there anything else? 
Um, nope. That's I think it. that's it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, Devin, if they want the t- if they want the tip, what do they gotta do? They gotta take the whole hog. Adios. Mm-hmm.